Welcome to the Game Central Podcast, episode 137. Why didn't I check this before we started, Dave? We always do this. 140-ish? <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's 137. Let me check oh, uh, gamebanter.co.uk, which is the home yeah, of... Yeah, uh, it's always a good way of doing it. ...of uh, every episode of the Game Central Podcast, past, present and future. Mm-hmm. So gamebanter.co.uk says this is episode 137. Boom! And wait, is this is this still December 2018? It's December 2018. We've done two episodes in Jim December. Hell, two episodes, one month. We have. Uh, what is up with us? I don't know. We we said we'd do one last week and we didn't, so we're still not. Yeah, perfect, we did. But we <laughs> I was say, we still lie to our audience. We've got lives, you know. I think it's exactly. Uh, I am Gareth Williams. I'm joined by Dave Ellery. Hello. Hello. And we are going to talk mostly about. Uh, Dave's dog, who got his dick and balls chopped off. Only balls, not dick. Only, oh, sorry. As he might be able to wee. Fucking, we're not, we're not vicious cannibals. Wait, are you saying only things with penises can wee? No, I'm saying is that because he's a male, he was born with a penis. If I chop it off, he can't piss. That wasn't a sexist <laughs> thing. Oh. That was just a fact. Okay. Yes, to those who care, my dog has recently been neutered and he's now got the cone of shame around his head so that he doesn't lick the wound and open it up because I couldn't imagine anything more horrific. <sighs> Actually, I probably could, but let's not go into it. Um, yeah, he's uh, he's doing all right. He moans a bit, he sulks. He just sits down and just with his ears back and <laughs> he looks miserable. Well, yeah, if I had my off. balls chopped off, mate... <laughs> Yeah, three days before Christmas, he um he now and you know he he now wees like a girl, um quote unquote. Um, <laughs> what toilet seat that's down? What the is. <laughs> Sadly, the dog's not sophisticated, so uh, no, he doesn't cock his leg anymore uh, oh. at the minute. So he just um squats, and he uh he he wees like a girl, as the vet said. Um, oh. But they said is that he will probably um, he'll probably start cocking his leg once he's uh, once <laughs> once the soreness subsides. <laughs> yeah, imagine cocking your legs, take a piss, and then just your insides oh, yeah. fall out of the hole you just ripped open. <laughs> oh god! Exactly. Yeah, I think he learned quite quickly. He ran around the garden about two hours ago. Um, obviously, very desperate to have a wee. Because um, the operation was yesterday, he had. Um, he was under anaesthetic for quite a while. Mm-hmm. He didn't wee for about 24 hours. Um, so he was like running around the garden trying to find a place where he could cock his leg. But every single time he did, he kind of realised, ow, that hurts, ow, that hurts. And then he just gave up and just squatted. And just had like a, a genuine like two-minute wee. Um, so yeah, he's all right. He's eating, he's drinking. The cone of shame should be off tomorrow. And um, he'll be a baldest dog for the rest of his life. Nice. Happy days. <laughs> Other than the uh, ballless dog, though, how's your how's your Christmas prep going? Yeah, everything's going really well. Um, last day of work today for two weeks. Nice. For those of you who don't know, working in schools, so I got a lot of chocolate today. Because <laughs> um, kids buy you chocolate when you're a teacher. 
um, not complaining. Didn't ask for it for those of you who uh, you know who want to question my morals. But no, I didn't ask for it. I but I do now have four tins of heroes, oh, which man. I've successfully eaten half of one tin in the past hour and a half. What's your heroes ranking? What's the shittest one? Oh, the shittest heroes is always an eclair. Yep. Okay, I'm glad. Always an eclair. It's only because yeah, there's like it's it's literally the worst of both sweets. So it's it's like it's either too hard or too soft. There's mm-hmm. no middle ground. So if it's warm, it's just too soft and doesn't taste nice. But if it's like say being outside, like it was previously in the boot of my car, mm-hmm. um, and then there's just rock hard, so they break your teeth. Um, and then they've got that gooey crap in the middle, and that, and then the toffee gets stuck to your teeth, and then yeah, it's just not good. I was just like, that's not good. And then up from that, it's probably the mini egg twisted thing, cream egg. It's just rank. I, I can get on board with the cream egg twisted. Yeah, but you know, it's always the last one, isn't it? Let's be honest. It's it's not your first choice. Yeah, and all the rest are pretty much on par. They all just go. You That's know, what's good about like, heroes. There's no exactly apart from that, the eclair. There's not really a super weak link. And do you know why it's like the best number one school sweet to have? Why's that? Because no nuts. Ah, you can't kill any children with it. Precisely, you can't accidentally kill a child with an un undiagnosed nut allergy. You can maybe like throw the tin at their head from pretty close range though. <laughs> yeah, if you if you, yeah, have, again, if you absolutely <laughs> have to do a kid in. But again, I think it comes down to that one word that I said, accidentally. <laughs> you can't accidentally kill a kid with a tin. That's true. Although yeah. I do see you sat across this table from me doing the like quotation marks as though you were like, accidentally. accidentally. <laughs> I'm just accidentally. It's not my fault that I accidentally threw the tin at his head. Um, you know, I was aiming for the bin. He was just in the way. Um, if he hadn't been flossing, he wouldn't have ever... <laughs> exactly. If he wasn't a flossing Fortnite prick, I would have missed. <laughs> uh-huh. Anyway, how's your Christmas prep? All good? Uh, yeah, not too bad. There's still a few prezzies left to buy, but I've got like three days. Prezzies left to buy? Fucking hell, man. I got, um, I got everything this year on Amazon Prime. I was actually shocked I could find everything on Amazon this year. Because last year I couldn't. <laughs> I actually I was forced to go shopping, um, which I hate. The plan is is to buy Amazon, but then there's too much choice. I can't decide. I need to be in yeah, a shop and see something and be like, okay, that, fine. Give it here. Yeah, I think that's true. I think I'm very good at... Um, I think I'm very motivated not to go shopping, so I, I, I tend to prefer to just scroll for hours on end through like suggested gift items <laughs> until I find something that I think would be good. I hate when you see something and you're like, oh, that's a well good present. And then you get all the way to check out and it's like, we'll be delivered January 31st through February 14th. <laughs> yeah. And it's like... <sighs> it annoys me more yet because I'm, obviously I'm a Prime subscriber. So you sit there and he goes, oh, this is, this is eligible for Prime delivery. And you sit there and go, yes! Fucking, that's coming before Christmas. But then it happens. Then it sits there and goes, currently out of stock, but will be in stock conveniently on Boxing Day. Yeah. Instead of going, no, 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 don't do that. Don't lie to me to say that it'll be late because, oh, conveniently on Boxing Day we've got it on in stock. But we don't have it in stock now because too many people have ordered them and there's no way in fuck we're getting them all to you by Christmas Day. 
Yeah. So, it's yeah. definitely just they're just targeting you. Yeah, yeah, no, it is. It is. It is me. They just went, you, Dave, fuck off. <laughs> you have too much power in the video yeah. game world. Precisely. Like, stop it. <laughs> so this episode, we've got news. Uh, as oh, that's good. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, um, we've got... I've got... I'm sorry to tease you, but I've got, got big gaming news. Personal gaming news. And it will actually... I think you'll shit the bed. Well, I'm sat on a bed right now, so... Well, there we go. Fuck. Get okay. clean sheets. Something to look forward to. Um, I'll also have a review of Super Smash Bros. Ultimate later. Um... And then Dave and I will have a fist fight over Red Dead Redemption 2. Yes. Yes, we will. We will. Yes, we will. I'll try and be as offensive as possible in Rob's absence. Okay. I was kind of hoping Rob would, like, want to get in on it, but he's been yeah, pretty coy about not... He has. About not wanting to be with us, Dave. It's okay. Christmas is a busy time. Let's just give that the excuse. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, listeners of this podcast will know that last week was the last ever episode of... Uh, <laughs> Of the me- whatever the meme thing was that we did last week, it was shit. Yeah, fuck it. Doesn't matter. It was shit. Um, I think we discovered, didn't we? We discussed this before the show to say, um, uh, you know, it's very difficult to try and describe a visual medium over an audio platform. Some might say impossible. Uh, some might say impossible, and I think we proved that last week. I think if anything, here we've gone to the, you know, we've created precedent to say that it is actually impossible. <laughs> yeah, so we'll never be uh, doing that again. Exactly. But uh, as the old moves out of the way, leaves much room for newness. So we've got a new segment for you all coming up right now. And that segment is called Did You Know? Right, so this is the new segment of the podcast. Did You Know? Where we uh, we want to make our listeners more intelligent. We want to broaden exactly. their minds and their horizons. So we're going to give you some facts about the uh, vaguely about the world of games and technology, and then we're also going to give you some facts about ourselves, so you get to know the hosts a little bit better. And exactly. um, I I would like to start, Dave. Yeah, um, go go. My fact is about oh, something pretty important to this podcast, and that's the internet. Okay. Did you know, Dave, that the internet? Yep. As of right now, the 21st of December 2018 is 10,876 days old. What? Yeah. 10,876 10, days old. That is freaking incredible. Do you want to hear something like, else? Generally, I'm thinking, yes, please. I'm, I'm actually now just like, you know, aghast. The, so the, please, the internet. Kill me was launched 133 days after I was born. That's a little double fact for you there. 133 days after you were born? Yeah. So you were born, they saw you, and went, we need to better this. And so therefore, planned your future for you by creating the internet. I mean, I didn't think of it that way, but I mean, it's hard to argue against that logic. That's what I'm saying. It is extremely difficult. You know, there's no such thing as coincidence, let's be honest. Okay. Wow. So you are, do the maths, 133 days, 10,000, give me that figure again. Uh, the internet is 10,876 days old. Six minus 133, 
which is come on oh, come on calculo fucking the app load so fucking slow there we go um, you are 10,743 days old no you've done that completely wrong I probably have. The internet oh, was launched after me, so I would have to be older than the internet. Oh, you're older than the internet. My bad. My bad. Um, let's do it again. You're 11,009 days old. Yeah, I missed my 11,000th birthday oh, by nine days. Don't you hate that? Fuck. Don't you just hate it when that happens? God. That's now your new chat up line. <sighs> so from this day forward, okay, you are 11,000 and nine days old and you need to keep count okay oh, no. obviously you're going to need to keep count until you meet someone again and then your opening line is "Do did you know that I was for example 11,019 days old I'm being optimistic you're going to meet someone on New Year's Day <laughs> <laughs> thanks mate <laughs> see what a chat line that would just that would just shit that, that would just shock everyone they would be like what it's, not it's pretty good, but what is also pretty good is just mm. never meeting anyone, so I never have to ever <laughs> say that out loud. <laughs> never meeting anyone face-to-face, -face, so I never have to state that out loud. But then it also makes it, you know, someone, if they're drunk enough, might think you're an alien, and they might just hook up with you. Hmm. Okay, yeah. well, that might be um, a rather weird turn, but I'm happy about that, because now I know a drunk person will have sex with alien guys. Alright, Dave, go. I want to be amazed right. by your facts, because you, you right. teased me with it I earlier. Did I did tease. I'm curious. So, for those, obviously, space invaders, everybody knows it. Okay. I've heard of that. For those, for those of you who don't know, space invaders was originally a uh, arcade-style sh shoot to game this is a rubbish fact you don't even know what yeah, it yeah. is um it's really difficult to describe arcade games isn't it um like in genres you just shoot aliens it's fucking space invaders if you don't know what space invaders is you're not listening to the right fucking podcast anyway what's the main thing that happens in space invaders gareth when you kill aliens uh, don't they like pop and you get points? Is it Good. And then what happens to the aliens? What happens to those aliens? What happens to the remaining aliens? They, oh, they get quicker. They're exactly. a speed up. This yeah. is my fact. So, the classic Space Invaders game on the arcade was originally developed so that all the enemies moved at the same speed. Okay. However, as the players destroyed the aliens... The computer had fewer objects to draw, okay, which meant that the game rendered faster, and as a result, the enemies got quicker. So the enemies getting quicker was not part of the original game design. It was actually an error, which ended up benefiting the game and making it harder to play. Wow. That's crazy. So they, did, they didn't even intend for it They to... didn't intend it. No one programmed it in. But due to the old style of how games used to actually work, because the screen used to render, you know, say 30 times every single second. Yeah, yeah. Okay. More... So when there are less objects or, you know, aliens for the computer to render, it renders the screen quicker, which means that the aliens actually just move faster by default. The programmers never actually intended that to happen. 
but then just left it in the game because they didn't know how to fix it. <laughs> wow. So the difficulty ramp, as it were, in Space Invaders was a pure fluke. Huh. So they basically that? accidentally invented video game difficulty. Yeah, exactly. They accidentally invented a difficulty ramping system just simply because they didn't calculate the fact that the screen would render quicker when there's less enemies on screen. Hence why the uh, the bug is what, or you know the alien that zips across the top, the bonus alien, mm-hmm. spaceship, alien, he also moves quicker because there's less objects on the screen, so he renders quicker and speeds across. Wow, it's crazy good. That's a, that's a good fact, Dave. How many days See? old is Space Invaders? Huh? I don't know. Do you want me to actually look? No, please don't. <laughs> please don't I will, look. I'll, I'll put my microphone really close to my keyboard and just type. So, <laughs> I'm joking. I'm not searching the fact. That wasn't a keyboard. Um, no. I don't actually. I'm not even at a fucking computer. <laughs> what? Then what was that sound? Huh? What? Okay, never mind. <laughs> it was nails, mate. On a wooden desk. What, like, nails hammering with a hammer? Look, mate. I'm talented. Okay, that's fair. You are pretty talented. So that but, those are our two facts about, you know, just technology yeah. or games in general. Uh, but now we're going to give you some facts about each other, so you get to know us a bit better, you sort of get a picture yep. of us in your heads a bit more. Um, I, for one, I, I'm, I'm actually excited to hear the facts about myself from you, Gav. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm very excited to hear my facts. Well, my my fact about you, Dave, I yep. I think like literally nobody in the world knows this because you're such a stand-up guy. You you mm-hmm. you wouldn't advertise this about yourself, but I I feel people should know this about you. Um, people yeah, okay. will not know that Dave, despite working in a school, working to help children be educated better, very selfless. Uh, line of work in itself Dave has actually donated over £300,000 to charity over the last five years alone and I think I know you would never mention it out loud because you want to be really humble and like yeah exactly I don't like to you're not donating it to get any kind of recognition but you know what Dave I I think you deserve some recognition I'm going to I'm surprised I'm surprised that you actually found that out about me I'll be honest because I'm always an anonymous benefactor you know so yeah, but I, I can I can see your I can see the pattern in your donations anywhere, Dave. Yeah, I, that's, I see them coming from that's talented. It's talented research there, my friend. And I, like I wouldn't have thought you would even have earned three hundred thousand uh, pounds in your life up till now, see? despite also being able to live after donating that much. But you find nice. a way, and it's just this is it. This is why this is this is it. You know, um, all all I can say is working in education, you get a lot of bonuses. Mm-hmm. Alright, so, and, and, and I just don't think that's fair to keep, so I end up just donating that to charity. Yeah, I think w- when you're getting like 18 mm. to 20 uh, boxes of chocolates every single holiday, you probably exactly. make a lot of money from reselling those. So. Yeah, that's exactly what I do. I just sell off the pupils' gifts, um, often back to the factories that have made them for, yeah. you know, obviously a little bit of a cut. And uh, yeah, all that. All of those proceeds go to charity. Amazing. Good yeah, for great. you, Dave. Good for you. We should all try to be more like Dave Henry. Mm. Now, your facts, um, it's a bit more about your personal life. It is. And again, it's not, you know, I'm not going to put it out there. It's more about, um, obviously, when you were younger, but also about your incredible facial hair. Mm-hmm. 
So, um, you know, my fact about you is, um, did you know that Gareth was born with a beard so long it was actually used as a tool to help birth him? It was. It, it was a very long, drawn-out birth. It took upwards of mm. three weeks. Mm. Um, because because they had to actually get all the hair out first. It was a huge you clog. And, it, uh, was, it was just literally like... I could just imagine, you know, like... Um, like obviously getting a very large towel or say a bed sheet out of a tumble dryer it just feels like it's never going to end mm-hmm. this is what happens you know nurses and doctors 24 hour shifts just pulling this rag of a beard out and you know eventually once they got all of it out after three weeks out popped you yep and here I am alive to tell the tale obviously um, your beard is significantly shorter now you know um, yeah, I mean, if I kept it as long as it was, yeah. there'd be nothing left of humanity, no natural yeah. resources left on the earth. My beard <laughs> exactly. would have absorbed all of them. Yeah, exactly. Luckily for you, though, you didn't need to wear clothes for the first two years of your life because you literally just could just encase yourself in your beard hair. None of us need to wear clothes, Dave. It's a choice we all make every day. <laughs> That's a very good thing. Uh, as a very good saying, actually. And I think it's a saying that Bob takes literally. Um, yeah, I've seen his penis too many times. Yeah, exactly. Too many times has his penis showed up on our game chat. But, um, you know, there's there's the facts about you. And thank you for telling the world about my charity work. Um, and I thought I'd just share, you know, it, mainly because I was jealous. Um, I can't grow a beard. And I'm just endlessly impressed with your facial hair. Well, I look forward to uh, informing our fans about more of your past exploits next week, Dave. Mm-hmm. I look forward to it. Now it's time for the news, and Dave has promised us a story so massive that we'll all collectively get testicular cancer just from hearing it. <laughs> Yeah, it's that big. Um, so since doing the podcast, um, or actually for the past year, Gareth, what have I been moaning about, like specifically with my own games consoles? Um, lack of exclusives. Yeah, lack of exclusives. So how did I fix that, Gareth? You, you sold your Xbox and bought No, I did not. I did not sell my Xbox, but the big news, guys, and everyone is going to shit the bed. Today, I've actually purchased, and it is coming in the next three days' time, I've purchased the PlayStation 4 with some games. Oh my god, Dave, we can be friends. No, I haven't actually decided yet. How much is PSN? I haven't looked at it. Is it Um... expensive? There's like, um, you can always get reduced codes, so it's like 30-something for the year that I saw. Yeah, I might, yeah, I might even, yeah, might dig it. It's only, yeah, literally I know no one on PlayStation apart from my eldest brother. Um, Look at me and Rob, we'll form a party yeah, but on not Fallout got 76, <laughs> a game we can all enjoy. Woohoo, create your own fun, create your own fun on the game. Uh, yeah, so at the minute, hang on, uh, I've got... God of War, mm-hmm. um, the Uncharted games, mm-hmm. all four of them, The Last of Us, Horizon Zero Dawn. They're the games in which I'm starting with. Have you ever played The Last of Us? No. Ah, very. That's going to be the first game. 
It's going to be the first game that I stick in. My first game I stuck in was God of War. Uh, I'm very much on the same track of like, okay, what are all the exclusives? I want to hit them all over the next few months and just so. Yeah. So I've got so, Detroit waiting. I'm going to eventually buy Horizon and all that shit. Yeah. To say I'm excited is an understatement. Like, literally, I'm like almost wetting myself in excitement for just literally being home alone with the dog and just playing PlayStation for the next two weeks. That does sound amazing. Wait, you're not seeing uh, your family over Christmas? No, my mum and dad are uh, in Spain. Uh, yeah. My brother's spending a majority of his time around his girlfriend's house. And then I, the next time I see my family, apart from Christmas Day where I spend it with the in-laws, um, so it's Christmas Day and Boxing Day, and then I won't see anyone until New Year. So I reckon that gives me about four days of peace. Wow. To just wreck the PlayStation. <laughs> um, and I don't have to go to bed. I don't have a bedtime, Gareth. Oh my God. <laughs> exactly. So I can play all day and all night. But yeah, no, I am genuinely really excited. I want to play The Last of Us. I also really, um, literally all those games I'm staring at, I'm just going, I just want to play all of them. But I know that they're mammoth. <laughs> so I kind of want to play The Last of Us because I know it's got an ending and then I also want to play God of War because I know it's also got an ending mm-hmm. um, and then massive games like Horizon Zero Dawn um, I don't know why I ever say Horizon correctly but uh, <laughs> yeah so Horizon is just going to take some time and then I also also need to complete Red Dead which is taking my time but we'll get onto that later um, but yeah there's my big news and I thought it was big enough to include in the section I, you know, when you teased it, I thought it was going to be small news, but it actually, mm. that's the biggest news I've heard since they tore down the Berlin Wall. <laughs> um, speaking of tearing down walls, yeah, let's do it. Uh, there's a uh, a rumor that Steam is going to be cross-playing with the Xbox Ooh. in future. Uh, some people have dug into a recent Steam update, dug yep. into the code. And all, you know what those people do? They look through all the fucking yeah. ones and zeros and shit, and they found some some references that hint at a possible link between Steam and Xbox Live coming up. So, player link coming up. Yeah, there's already a bit of that, apparently. Um, yeah, I was about to say, there's like really unique games that allow it to happen. Yeah, there's uh, like Killer Instinct, I think, mm. uh, which is obviously PC and... Xbox, uh, there's some yeah. Gears of War can, but I think that's on the uh, Microsoft Store, so I don't know if that would necessarily count. But yeah, it's pretty exciting. I was about to say, I'm looking. Yeah, that's going to be cool uh, if they pull it off. Because, like you said, it's like if there's some bullshit caveat. Uh, oh yeah, you need to have the Game Pass to play it. Yeah. Um, you know, I can fucking see it happening <laughs> because you know, good shit never comes at zero price. That's true. Um, but no, yeah, really good. And like I said, again, it, this, that actually doesn't bother me if I need the Game Pass to do it. If it's worthwhile. Like, if games that I can play cross-play with um, actually are worth my time and money, then, yeah, take my money. I will yeah. do it. And it's a smart move by Microsoft. If they're yeah, going into, like, teaming it with Steam, and mm-hmm. then it's like, you know, oh, PlayStation users, you can't play with your friends on PC. Yeah, you know but I mean? you can't just, fucking do it. Yeah, exactly. Just another little jab to the mm-hmm. old, to the old face of Sony, right. which we like. Um, 
Another game which you and I will probably be getting at some point, Dave, now I know you have yep. a bit of PS4, is the Spider-Man. Yes. Um, made by some people whose names... <laughs> Naughty Dog. It's Whoa. not Naughty Dog. It's not Naughty Dog. Who... It's not Naughty Dog. They do um, Infamous. Oh. Insomniac. Insomniac. There we go. The yeah. Why didn't I just read the article? Um, they have added the Sam Raimi Spider-Man suit to the game. Um, and apparently some people are really annoyed. <laughs> Why? Because they're like, fucking, uh, this isn't the good Spider-Man. Uh. Because it's the internet and everyone hates each other. Oh, fuck. So, <sighs> it's not a bad suit. That's what I mean. It's not a... So this is a Tony Maguire suit, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, that you're on about. And you sit there and go, like... And again, like, everyone hates on the Tony Maguire movies, but you sit there and go, seriously, this, these aren't shit... They're not bad. Like, Spider-Man 1 and 2 are not bad movies. By the time it gets to Spider-Man 3, obviously, it gets a bit... goes a bit downhill. But you sure. sit there and go, the visual design isn't bad. It's not like anything looked bad in the film. Um, so, yeah, that's not a... That's not a shit thing to have in the game. Yeah, and it's free as well. I think it's just mm. the, these people's perception is like, oh, but Sp- I really like Spider-Man this year. It's really cool. As Tobey Maguire's not cool, so I don't want him in my cool game. <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. Fuck off. Oh, fuck off. Yeah, exactly. No, I want all the Enter the Spider-Verse costumes. It's like, yeah, there's like 17 of them. <laughs> so good luck that being free. But See, anyway, <laughs> I should be the target demographic for that film, but the animation it looks horrible to me. I hate it. It's it's not a movie that I want to see in the cinema. It's one of those ones that I'm prepared to wait. So yeah, it's going, yeah, yeah, I will. I will get around to watching it. Um, yeah. But yeah, again, I should be the target demographic for that. I should actually just be losing my shit over that film. But again, I'm just like, oh, I can wait. I'm not as excited as I think I should be. Yeah, a lot uh, of people main- like proper going mad for it. I'm like. You never fucking tweet about Spider-Man before, you little <laughs> yeah. fucking liar. Oh, fuck off, exactly. <laughs> fuck off, you don't care. <laughs> no. I think I'm more scared yet, is that because um, I'm scared that there's going to be some sort of fucking Fortnite reference into it, and then it's going to kill the experience for me. Like, if yeah. any of the Spider-Men start flossing, or all of them start doing some sort of shitty dance as a celebration, I'm just going to lose my shit and just walk out. <laughs> Throw like, no, the done. screen. <laughs> Do a poo yeah. in the aisle <laughs> and throw it at the screen. <laughs> ah, how dare you! Um, <laughs> but yeah, oh, actually, I've just literally searched Sam Raimi Spider-Man, um, and there's actually a side-by-side comp- um, comparison um, of the 2017 Marvel Spider-Man, mm-hmm. 2002 original uh, Sam Raimi Spider-Man, and I'm saying is that the suit. I actually prefer the original. <laughs> Just looking at it side by side, there's more detail in it. Um, it looks less smooth. I think the more, and again, I hate to agree with Rob. Uh, as you know, it actually pains me. But um, I think in this instance, it does look a bit too CGI. The 2017-2018 Spider-Man suit. Wow. It just looks a bit too CGI, like too smooth, like too unrealistic. Uh, or too futuristic, I use in quotation marks. Uh, so yeah, that the old suit with all that detail in it, in you know this this decade of graphics, then yeah, bring it on. That sounds well good. Right, there you go, Dave, big fan. 
There we go. Big fan. Spider Man fan. That's our Dave. Uh, next news story Super Smash Bros. Ultimate is the fastest selling game in the series. Oh, fucking shocked to no one. Oh, because the uh, the Switch is the fastest selling console of the generation. <laughs> again, shocked to no one. Yeah. Like, again, I can't. I'm not pissed. Uh, you know, I decided to buy a PlayStation. I didn't, you know, eventually I might get a Switch. Um, Save up for a week and you'll afford a Switch. <laughs> <laughs> Stop donating to charity, Dave, and you'll be able to buy a Switch. Um, yeah, youngest brother got one for Christmas. Well, actually, got one in the Black Friday sales. He was going to get one for Christmas. I was going to say, did you just he, ruin his Christmas for him? No, he. Um, everyone was saving up. He wanted cash. He just said to everyone, I want a Switch. And we were like, okay, then we'll save up and buy one. But then he got it in the Black Friday sales for like, he got Zelda and Smash Bros with it mm-hmm. um, and the coloured controllers so uh, you know not the plain black ones but the blue and red ones um, and I think it was £230 well that's just a deal right there which is ridiculous if you think about it because you go um, those two games alone are worth at least £100 yeah Nintendo games so, don't get cheaper that's what I mean I said it's not like yeah, you can just get a deal on that so um, yeah it was ridiculous he just couldn't so yeah he just got that and now he's bought um, he's bought the game controllers as well the uh, GameCube style wired controllers for the Switch oh yeah you got to do that yeah you got to do that to play so Smash cool. so yeah and when I visited last weekend we were playing we were playing the um, the light story mode the thing the world of light the world of light there we go and it's really good for someone who isn't a massive beat em up fan I'm I really enjoyed playing it <laughs> well, there you go we got a convert yeah yeah it does um, but no it doesn't shock me that it's selling really quick like they've done everything I think Nintendo if anything like you can take the piss out of them but at least they've listened and done everything everyone's asked for you know, yeah. they've actually tried to make it the ultimate Smash Bros by giving it an extremely in-depth... Well, I say in-depth, but at least it's time-consuming story mode. Like, um, And it's challenging as well. Some of the challenges are fucking hard. Um, so, yeah. Uh, I think they've done everything that everyone wants. So, yeah, well, I'm sure someone... we don't need my review it. anymore. Well, no, this is why I haven't been saying anything, because I've literally played it, like, for about 40 minutes so <laughs> yeah I think you've played it for longer so you can say more to be fair uh, just a quick aside we were talking about how Nintendo games never come down in price mm. but um, I got an email today from um, Warner Brothers Games about Hitman 2 saying up to 50% off at some retailers like why is what? Hitman 2 just incredibly cheap like two weeks after it came out yeah I I don't get it. Does that mean it's, it's not, not it's a doing bad game? Well? Yeah, but this is it. I don't think it. It's not doing. I haven't watched anything, any review, any like let's play of it where someone is saying that it's buggy. It's not like it's getting bad reviews. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe they're just trying to capitalize on the Christmas hype, and if it's cheaper, they'll sell more units, um, which means that they're more likely to get another game out of the series I guess that's true it's just kind of weird it's a good game it's, it's not weird. Out very long exactly yeah 
been out two weeks and they're already like half price. Just just take it. <laughs> Pay me some money. <laughs> just take it. It's a fiver. Fuck it. <laughs> just play my game. <laughs> well, speaking of people who want you to play their game, uh, Fallout 76. Oh, fuck uh, off. This is actually quite a fun little story. I like okay. this. Uh, there's a player in Fallout 76 who managed to acquire an enormous bounty um, <laughs> okay. of over a thousand caps, which I guess is a lot. I don't know. That's that's fucking shitloads. It um, takes. Um, I think it's like it takes. Someone calculated it. It was like it takes like a week to earn a hundred caps. Fucking hell. Well, there or something you go. like that. So this guy, let me see. Uh, Satellite Jedi is his username. Yeah. He got a bounty of over a thousand caps and he declared, I am your raid boss. <laughs> I am the content. So he's basically said, there's oh, nothing at the end hell, of this game. Legend. Now I'm the last boss. And he's just fucking, he's declared so himself the last So everyone's attacking boss. him. Um, and obviously by, yeah, because it, um, the Fallout 76 combat or PvP system is so weird. So, say like me and you met in the world you shoot me mm-hmm. I will take no damage and the PvP so it's you shooting me is pretty much you send me a challenge for PvP right. now I can just ignore you and walk away I've got this immunity shield on me as soon as I shoot a bullet in your direction it, it doesn't even have to hit you um, that's when like challenge accepted and then we start taking damage right um the downside to that is obviously if I decide to nuke you as my first attack, you don't have immunity shield, so I can probably just one hit you if I've got the correct gun. Right. Um, hence, so you're sending me a challenge. You're like, yeah, come on, fight me, and I'm like, okay, then let me just get up onto the top of this hill with my sniper rifle and headshot you. You know, challenge accepted. Oh, you're dead. Uh, you know, so the PvP is a bit broken, but at least that's a really good way of doing it. To say, you know, I've got a thousand caps. Yeah, it, it goes <laughs> a little come bit. At me, bro. It goes and a little fact... bit deeper though, Dave. Okay. So he okay. plays with a squad, and they're like his sub bosses, and they find oh, themselves in like an environment where he's in the middle of it, and you got to fight through the sub bosses to get to him. Yeah, but for him to get a thousand caps, it means that he's killed enough people. To, for people to put bounty on him yeah pretty much uh, so yeah that thousand caps is almost like his undefeated streak to be like yeah and what um, that's just hilarious that they've yeah but again see this is what it is like Bethesda are probably going to fucking take that new story and be like yeah I told you our game it's a community that makes the game great <laughs> uh, and you going, no but the game is shit the base game doesn't work it's a broken mess yeah but look oh, look how fucking fantastic our community is it's you guys that make us great yeah but it's also us guys that make you money so um fuck you Bethesda <laughs> <laughs> make a good game <laughs> fair I, I think you've pretty much summed it up um, you remember Carlton from uh, Fresh Prince Yes, I've heard about this, but say it anyway. I love it. I love the story. He's suing Epic Games because yeah. Fortnite has his dance in it. Also, the um, the backpack guy yeah. who coined the floss, he's yeah. like a Swedish kid. Um, is also suing Fortnite because they didn't they didn't um, 
they didn't obtain the correct permissions to use it. Um, I can't remember what the little um, caveat is. I think they he gave them permission to use it in the original Fortnite game. Right. Which was like a um, builder Minecraft horde mode, mm-hmm. wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, but he never gave them permission to use it as an emote on their online Battle Royale mode and I think that's what Colton is saying as well is it well, a thing uh, I've only played Fortnite for about 20 minutes and didn't enjoy it <laughs> you might not know either but can you buy the dances is it something they're making money on um, I think yeah I okay. think there's like emote packs as they always are in these sort of games so right. like similar to say Battlefield Front Battle, yeah, Star Wars Battle Fun. You can buy emotes packs. Uh, so yeah, um, you either unlock them or you pay premium cash and buy them. Okay. Because um, if that's the case, I so can yeah, sort of that... see why you would be annoyed that they're making money off your dance that you invented. Yeah, I think that's what it comes down to. Is because um, I think that's where the differentiation is. It's like, yes, I gave you permission to use it in Fortnite under the impression that it was a multiplayer horde mode game with no monetization in it you know i didn't give you permission to use it on your online mode where you're making millions from paid transactions from all your customers mm-hmm. without giving me any money because that's copyright infringement <laughs> right right i mean it may be the case that the dancers yeah. actually are free and we have no idea what we're talking about but we're just two regular fucking guys there's two regular guys who don't do any fucking research. Yeah. We, you know, this is just based off of, of a news story I heard in the car on the way to work. Yeah. Uh, you know, that's my source. So, fuck it. It's true in my eyes. <laughs> Alright. <laughs> uh, Dave, have you ever played Heroes of the Storm? Never. Never heard of it. it <laughs> that's probably <laughs> a big contributor to this story, then. Um, it's Blizzard's <laughs> version of like League of Legends or Dota. Oh yes, yes, yeah. Sorry, I said I've never heard of it, but I've also uh, I've just googled it, and yeah, the I've I recognise the the uh, what's the name the images which are flashing up in front of my eyes. Okay, good. Uh, well, it turns out they're cancelling all their esports events for the game, and they're scaling back. Is that support. because nobody entered the tournament? <laughs> Because <laughs> no one plays this fucking game because everyone plays League of Legends. Oh, fucking hell. Again, I'll try again. League of Legends. Probably, yeah. I mean, if, if the game was doing really well and it had shitloads of users, they they wouldn't cancel esports for it, right? But yeah, good point. clearly something's going on. And I, I played a shitload of that game in the beta. I spent money in that game when it was free to play. Like, I really liked that game, but then... Every time I've tried to play it in the past like year, you go back in the game after doing all the patches and all that shit, and it takes like five minutes to get into one match because there's just oh, so few God. people playing. It's it's a proper shame because it was fun. But yeah. For like a year, it's just not been something I could. I could get. Well, this is it. Yeah, this. I think this is like as soon as the game starts losing player base it just it will rapidly decrease because like you said especially a game which relies on a player base such as you know a massive what are these what are these known as yeah MOBAs I didn't want to say it wrong <laughs> uh, you know just like MOBAs the, the whole point in it is that you know you need other players to play against and with so yeah, as soon no as people start getting bored 
Exactly. As soon as people start getting bored with it, there's uh, and then you go right. Yeah, I don't want to play it. Then that means that the wait time is longer, and then that also deters people from playing it. And then, like you said, there's not like a single player that will draw people back into it, and then they go, "Oh, yeah, I might play the online multiplayer now." There's like no, uh, that's it. It's just a humongous slope from there on. Yeah, it's an unfortunate uh, situation, but you know, I guess it's my fault for not playing the game loads. Yeah, solely. You, we didn't advertise it enough in this podcast. Otherwise, millions of people will get back on it. Maybe we can start a petition now. Nah, no, that's not. Yeah, people start playing it. Nah, no, fuck it. I fucking bought a skin in their game. Who gives a shit? They got my money. Yeah, yeah fuck it, bastards. Uh, let's finish off the news with um, the most terrifying thing I've ever seen. Uh, which is Sonic the Hedgehog's legs. Have you seen these? Right. What, am I literally just searching Sonic legs? You're pro- it'll probably the first thing that comes up. So the Sonic the Hedgehog live-action <gasps> movie is on its way. And uh, I thought this was a fucking fake! No, I guess they've settled on a design for Sonic, which is something we're not used to. Someone showed me this image in school, and I thought that he was fucking joking. Nope. No way. This is not a real fucking thing. <laughs> It is, mate. So the way they seem to have designed Sonic is a terrifying man in a gimp suit type thing. A, I don't he's know. He's a fucking... He literally... See, this is the problem. When... You know when you do like... Um, we spoke about the Pikachu movie, Detective Pikachu. Yes. And you say, right, when you do Pokemon in a realistic way to make it... What if Pokemon were actually in existence? You know, you can get away with it because mm-hmm. you sit there and go, they're, they're animals. Okay. They don't really resemble humanoids. Um, you know, so Pikachu is still just a cute bunny rabbit looking creature. So they've got yeah. real animals because they're based off real animals. Okay. Sonic the Hedgehog is literally a humanoid hedgehog. Two mm-hmm. things which exist in the real world but should not combine together. So when you try to make them look realistic, he he looks like a fucking freaky creature. <laughs> He looks like he should be the enemy in a horror film that is murdering <laughs> Literally. people. So he's a werewolf. This is it. He's a werewolf, but with really spiky hair at the back. Yeah, he's Enter the Werehog. Head. That terrible film, yeah, not precisely. game, that was him was a werewolf type thing. Ah. Oh, God, it looks so bad, Dave. Why do they do this? Oh, God, it freaks me out. I'm looking at the image now and I'm getting feeling uncomfortable because he's, his legs are hench. Yeah, it's like he's, you know, when everyone jokes, he's got, oh, you know, uh, he's a fucking bodybuilder who skips leg day. No, this is the opposite. He's a he's a, he's a bodybuilder who solely does leg day. So he's got absolutely hench legs, and just everything else about him is just small. Yeah, and, oh, oh, it, it makes me wonder: Are we going to see his penis? The legs are so detailed and realistic looking. He has to have a penis, right? You know what? Yeah, I can't argue with that. Right. Yeah. So Can we're I'm agreed. Like, we're definitely going to see Sonic's penis. We're going to see... This is going to be shit. This is just actually going to be dreadful. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just... I'm just... I'm just picturing... <laughs> it's, it's so bad. I can't hold it. I can't... I can't hold it. It's just going to be fucking dreadful. When the, This is literally the polar opposite of my reaction to Detective Pikachu. You know? <laughs> this is something that I would be excited about. But I know for a fact it's going to be fucking awful. Because it's going to go the same direction as Alvin and fucking Chipmunks. Sonic is going to be 
this dreadful humanoid hedgehog who talks and who is horrendously annoying. Oh god, they're going to bring tiles out and he's going to be worse. <laughs> oh god. Because that fucker flies by spinning tail. his tail. Yeah. So he's going to have hench. He's going to have huge muscular tails. He's just going to have two giant cocks on his back. <laughs> spin around. Yeah, because if you look at the original design, he he does he does have a a, a phallic shaped tail. Yeah. So the fact that you know he the the tip of his tail is white, and the rest of his and he's got like this little furry jagged edge on it, which looks like a bell end, and then yeah, the rest of his skin oh his fur color oh it's just gonna be dreadful. Yeah, Sonic looking realistic it shouldn't be the does way it go. does it does it have a release date. Uh, I think there's a date on this poster, isn't there? Oh, 11th for the 8th, 19. Oh, is that the American one, though? So is that the 8th of November? 8th November, I don't know. I hate when they fucking do this. 11th for the 8th, so it could be August, it could be November, I don't fucking know. Well, we'll need to know, because we're definitely going to go and see it, so... I think I might actually see this in cinemas to believe it exists. You're going to line up day one, tent outside the cinema, waiting. First in line. I'm going to have to. I'm going to have to. <sighs> the fact they try to make him look... Have you seen the other promo image? So the poster's him on the Golden Gate Bridge. Yeah. Just laying down. Uh which is fucking hilarious because someone else has drawn like this extended picture judging from the angle of his legs he would be hanging off <laughs> <laughs> backwards of the of the spire of the Golden Gate Bridge anyway um, so that's one of, that's the poster and then the promo image of him looking like super shadowy and cool yeah like, with this blue light and mist behind him and everyone's like ooh it's going to be really no it's not it's going to be shit because he's one gimmick is he can run fast. That's literally his gimmick. Yeah, it, they've they've gone the complete opposite way they should have gone. Like you, you can see the individual hairs on his like spikes. That's on me. I'm getting freaked out. He should just, he his head should be a solid blue mass. It shouldn't be like individual <laughs> hairs. You know what I mean? Yeah, but, then, but I think that'd be freaky. That'd be more freaky. Oh, this is literally the definition of if a mascot came to life. Okay. Yeah. He should be drawn like uh, Roger Rabbit. Like he's two D, but everything else is three D. But he's sort yes. of slip. See, slip that's in. it. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what it should be. Yeah, yeah, he should definitely look like a cartoon, yeah. and everyone else is a human. Okay, they should do it like that, rather than trying to make him look like he exists in this world. Yeah, he he should be a cartoon, but then like tails should just be a real life fox they've trained with like a second tail stuck on. Yeah, and they've trained him to, and they've forced him to lip sync. Exactly. You know, with like robotic jaws. Yeah, we solved it. Mm-hmm. We solved it. Did you know that uh, uh, Doctor Robotnik's when we played by Jim Carrey? Fucking hell, this it's gonna be the greatest film ever made. It's gonna be Batman and Robin again, isn't it? It's gonna be Batman Forever. Is it Batman Forever? Yeah. Where he played the uh, Riddler. That sounds right. I'm just googling it now. Yeah, it is Batman Forever. Right. It's going to be a Batman Forever performance, isn't it? Where Jim Carrey just over-exaggerates. It's just Jim Carrey being Jim Carrey in a, you know, Eggman Robotnik suit. <laughs> oh, 
just going to be fucking dreadful. Can't right. wait for this. I can't right. wait to review it. Def- oh, we should definitely review it. Oh, fucking hell. Do you know what? Let's let's meet up and watch it together. Right. Put, let's fucking do that. I'm going to come to Manchester. I'm going to get a fucking train to Manchester. I'm going to watch this with you. Great. I can't wait to vomit oh. next to you in the outside. <laughs> I think, I think... <laughs> will you hold my hair back? I will. Hello everybody and welcome to this week's video game music segment with me, Gareth. Um, so, this wasn't originally planned, this episode to come out on Christmas Day. Me and Dave recorded it days ago, but because of all Christmas stuff, it's gotten all floopy and like the only day I could really find to edit was Christmas Day. The rest of my family's going out to the pub, but I don't drink, so I'm just sort of chilling at home and I thought, now seems as good a time as any to edit the podcast, so... Merry Christmas, uh, I'm recording this at 5 past 2 on the 25th of December, um, and as it's Christmas, I figured why not play you some Christmas music from video games, it does exist, um, this particular track is from Banjo-Kazooie, if you've played Banjo-Kazooie, um, this song will probably be in the back of your mind somewhere, as soon as it starts you'll be like, oh shit, and you'll know it. Um, but it's from uh, the level called Freeze Easy Peak, which I believe is a level that has a giant Christmas tree actually on it. So, not a uh, not a shocker. Um, I just kind of hope you're all having a, a great Christmas. If you listen to this around Christmas, um, thank you for listening. I know there's a shit ton of uh, stuff you probably should be doing other than listening to this podcast. But if you, maybe you're going to work around Christmas... And you need something for the commute, and maybe other people aren't putting out podcasts because it's Christmas. Maybe this one will be for you. So, music from Banjo Kazooie for the N64. This is Freeze Easy Peak. Thank you. 
Super Smash Brothers Ultimate uh, is a game for the Switch. It's the fifth Super Smash Brothers game, I want to say. Yeah, let's go with that. Um, I've played them all, yes. not to toot my own horn. Including the 64? Yep. Including oh, the 64 fuck. one. I used to I do... Did, I didn't know that Smash Bros existed until Melee came out. Literally, I just wasn't aware that it was a, it was a series. I thought that Smash Bros Melee was the first game in the series. That's how ignorant I was. That's a fine opinion. It's definitely until, the best in the series, I'll tell you that. Until, until embarrassingly, you know, I, I, I didn't find out that there was there were other Smash Bros games before Melee. <laughs> Surprisingly late into my life. <laughs> I'm talking like seven weeks ago. Um, okay. well, that's shocking. Anyway, yeah, carry on. So, uh, the N64 game was a game I loved but it was very fucking rough like most N64 games I used to do this thing where I'd start a versus match uh, against myself with all the items as pokeballs yeah. and then have one person grab one pokeball the other person grab the other pokeball and throw them at the same time 
and then see which person would win the Pokemon battle, depending on which oh. two random Pokemon popped out. So if like one was a fire type and the other was like a grass type, obviously the fire type would win. So it'd be like, ah, one nil to that side. And then I'd do that for a while. Because I was a kid and it was like one of the only games I had, so I'd play the shit out of it with my oh, own. Oh yeah, of course, yeah. Um then Melee came along. Um Melee is incredible, it plays perfectly. There's a shitload to do in that game. Fucking there is fantastic. actually loads to do in there Melee. Is. I yeah. remember when my mate actually got it for Well I didn't actually really There was no real hype for the GameCube. Mm-hmm. And again, it was shit cheap. The GameCube was so fucking cheap. It was ridiculous. I remember it cost about £70, and you got like two <laughs> controllers with it. I remember it just being one of those consoles where everyone was like, yeah, should we just get one? Yeah, all right. Fuck it. Yeah, um, and they just throw Rogue Squadron at you as you're leaving the shop. Take yeah. a copy of Rogue Squadron, please. <laughs> fucking play this game. And again, that was a really good game. Yeah. for what it was worth anyway um, but yeah I remember playing it um, and again I was just like what is this game and they were like oh it's like a beat em up but as many Nintendo characters as you can think of are in it and you went alright then and then it was just like addictive that was just my summer for like <laughs> two years where we would just be competing and trying to complete it and get all the fucking trophies there's so much to do in that game, and it entertained you for hours. Yeah, there were a million things to do, single player, a million yeah. and one things to do, multiplayer. There was trophies from a billion games, it felt like. There was, like, infinite ways to, like, get high scores and beat high scores with a different character, and just oh, so just much smashing, to do. Smashing the fucking um, punch bag as yeah. far as you can go. And like, you know, I remember we generally, me and my six friends used to like sit there for at least four hours just trying to better each other <laughs> on that mini game. And just saying, oh, fuck off. Like, you know, I can, I can, I can do it better with Captain Falcon than you can ever do it with Samus. Watch <laughs> me. And then literally just trying to better it. Uh-huh. But then obviously, um, oh, who's, is it Nez? Ness is a character in the game? Yeah, Ness. It is Ness. Ness was always the best because he had a fucking baseball bat. And you just smack that bastard. Miles. <laughs> well, it drops anyway. the baseball bat at the start of the year. Anyway, this is this is getting very deep into Melee, but needless to say, Melee I came know. out and it was like, what well, a game I used to enjoy on the N64, all of a sudden here's Melee, which is like that times a million. And I was like, holy shit, this is one of my favourite games I've ever played. This is crazy. Um, so now I'm basically a Smash Bros. fan for life. Um, yeah, which means that you have to suffer now. That is true. Uh, couple of years. They released Brawl for the Wii. Um, they changed the physics. Everyone felt dead floaty. They added more characters and they added like a story mode, and you can make your own levels. Um, and it was it was good. We played a lot of it, me and my friends, but it wasn't quite uh, as melee standard. It didn't feel as nice as melee. Melee just felt like yeah. The, the game was an extension of your fucking wrist somehow. It just felt yeah. really nice. Um, and then Smash 4 for the Wii U was cool, except I'm the only person in England who owns a Wii U. Um, <laughs> which is a slight issue. Um, but that was a very good game. That too had um, a stage creator and a bunch of bonus stuff, but it never quite... Um, 
never quite matched up. So it's just called it Super Smash Bros. Is it is it any is it uh, is it counted as a different game? So are there different characters? Yeah, yeah. In it? Each of the games has different characters. This yeah, no, I was just double ones. checking that it wasn't just a brawl remaster. You know? No, it wasn't. It wasn't. It was a definitely a brand new entry in the series, and it was it was pretty good, pretty good Smash Bros. game. Um, but then here comes this new version for the Switch, Super Smash Bros. Ultimate, which is the fifth one. Um, it's all right. <laughs> all right, I'm. Uh, <laughs> well, I'm glad we discussed it. Right, let's fuck off. <laughs> I, as a person who went just went to painstaking details on how much Smash Bros. I've played in my life, as a person who's played probably more Smash Brothers than I've played any other game, or ever could ever. play any other game or series, um, I'm shocked at how sort of underwhelmed I am. By Ultimate. Really? Yeah. I, I don't know what it is about it. Something about it doesn't quite feel as snappy as I was hoping. You call something Ultimate, you, you expect it to be the best one, right? Yeah. And, like, the way Super Smash Bros. Melee feels to play is just ingrained in my soul at this point. Um, so, I could, like, I can compare the way Ultimate feels to the way Melee feels in my head instantly from, like, three seconds of playing Ultimate, you know what I mean? Yeah, and it just doesn't have the same sort of snap, the same sort of satisfaction to it. Like when you hit somebody in Ultimate, like they'll fly off in a little cloud of like fart gas-looking stuff, and it's like it, it doesn't add anything. It's just a little bit of like fluff instead of when I play Smash Brothers. I want to know when I hit someone, and I want it to feel satisfying. Yeah. If I hit someone and they're like a cloud of gas appears and then they fly off a little bit and there's like pew sound effects it's like this this doesn't make me feel like I'm fighting somebody in like a fucking hardcore 1v1 scenario it just has that little bit of softness that Brawl brought in for the Wii Um, where if you go from melee to Brawl it feels like playing the kiddie version of Smash Bros because Brawl is very floaty Everyone can go flying for miles and they won't yeah. get knocked out. Um, it has a bit of that about it, but it, it's definitely it's kind of a halfway house, I'd say, between Brawl and Melee in terms of feel. Um, and that's I was saying, my first in my first interaction with it, and like I said, we only played a couple of uh, a couple of versus matches sure. and a couple of uh, of the scenarios in the story, and. Um, yeah, when I first played it, I felt like it was returning back to melee. But like you said, I just felt... I think you pinpointed it. I just felt like something was missing. And I think it is that floatiness still. Mm-hmm. Where you're just like... Or like the contact. I found a lot of the... Or a lot of the challenges quite difficult. Because I, f- I felt like I got lost a lot of the time. Right. And again, that, that, that happens a lot in melee. Uh, or in Super Smash Bros. is just like a you know as a game premise mm-hmm. is that it, it the screen can get very messy and I think part of the skill is knowing you know keeping keeping track of where the fuck you are uh, yeah. but um, yeah I was just like I was getting lost a lot and even like when I was hitting you said I actually did that hit yeah. uh, because like you said it's all like it's all a bit fluffy um, saying yeah saying that I still enjoyed it. 
yes, the experience it, it, I did have. It's very fun. Um, Me and my friends, you know, were the type of people who would go final destination, no items, one life apiece, and just have a proper. You'd be sweating. You'd have such an intense fight on melee. And we yeah. were jumping into this and just having a blast, knocking each other out all crazy ways and having fun. But at no point did it feel that same, like, oh, shit, I'm an inch away from winning. And, oh, they caught me. And, oh, shit, it was so intense. It's like it's a game where it's very fun to play, but I don't give a shit if I win or lose because it just it doesn't feel um, tight is that, enough. Is that the game? Or is that your experience of you know? Is that is that just like is that just you getting older? Like you know? Is hey, that... hey, hey. No, I'm just saying that like because <laughs> you know I've uh, I, I I myself have recently discovered that I've got no patience for beat 'em ups. Like, I had I had little patience as it were, but um, yeah, don't give a shit. Like I've I've, I've got no investment in a beat 'em up. Like mm-hmm. that desire to win. Like I did have with melee doesn't exist anymore. I just I, I'm just not a fan of them. Uh, I'm a fan of watching good people play them. Um, <laughs> you know, I'm a fan of watching like Street Fighter fucking esports. Mm-hmm. Yeah, give me that Mortal Kombat esports. Yes, playing Mortal Kombat. No, I'm not really into it. No, 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 no thanks. Fuck off. Like I'd rather watch someone else complete the story. Um, but that's because you know my interests have changed because I've got older. I want a story-driven game that will you know engulf me rather than something where I have to repeatedly smash the same combo and hope to God um, that it's that it changes the outcome. Yeah. I I, you know I see I, mean? I see what you're trying I'm to saying. Say. Is it is it is it is it the game or have you just outgrown the series and it's nostalgia that's running it now? I personally, I think it is the game, and I'll tell you for why. Okay. Um, I've played Melee quite recently, <laughs> and it's still okay. as intense yeah. as ever. I will still play Melee. I was about to say, I was, that, that was my follow up question. Yeah. My follow up question was Have you gone back and played Melee? Because I haven't. I didn't go back and play Melee, and if I did, I reckon my experience of Ultimate would change significantly. Yeah, Melee feels like, like I said, it's an extension of your fucking soul. Like, you do whatever you want. With the speed that you want, like if you're playing somebody who's faster than you with melee, you just don't stand a chance. But yeah. this, like, something about it where it, the controls are just that little bit loosey goosey. Where if my friend KOs me in a match one v one, I'm like, oh, I don't give a shit because it's like you know I wasn't fully in control. It's just l- that little bit of looseness. And if I KO him, I'm like, it doesn't feel as satisfying. So I'm like, well, you know, he he wasn't really. Well, he could have actually, either. yeah, been a bit, yeah, been a bit floaty there. Yeah, so I haven't yet had a single match where I'm like yeah that was an intense battle and I fought my heart out and I won yeah which I have had in previous uh, Smash Brothers games. Still haven't unlocked all the characters by the way Uh, I'm up to about 30 odd out of 80 something I think I was about to say this Um, I think when when this game was announced and I was like, oh, actually, this is going to be good, and then everyone started getting huge hype over the amount of characters, mm-hmm. I wasn't getting hyped. I was sitting there going, the more characters you announce, the, the less excited I'm becoming about this game. And the reason is, yes, yeah, because like any fighting game, it needs balancing. Yeah. Now, if you've got 85 playable characters fucking hell 
what a shitload of balancing that needs to happen. And I think that's what the difference is. That's where the floatiness comes from. That's where the the impact doesn't feel as solid. It's because all the characters needed almost to be nerfed from day one. Yeah. So that everyone's on like this level playing field, but the level playing field isn't like oh it's all even. No, the level playing field is neutrality. Mm-hmm. The level playing field is boring, and you sit there and go, when it's melee, how many characters does melee have off the top of your head? Uh, twenty five. Yes. Yeah, so you sit there and go, now that's a feasible amount where you can balance it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, 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 it goes quite a way that in Ultimate, I felt most comfortable playing as Kirby. Right, and you sit there and go, and again, we didn't unlock loads of characters. We had about like say twelve to play with, but you sit there and go, Kirby, and when I was constantly like my youngest brother played Link, and I was always Captain Falco or Samus. Mm-hmm. But when I played Samus, I was like, it just doesn't. I'd rather just play as Kirby, yeah, because I feel like Kirby as a um, Kirby as a character is more. I don't know, more fleshed out. It feels like he's, or she, or it, is more, uh, <laughs> I don't know. Um, you know, that she's, that, that, that it's just more, as a, as, 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 as a character, like the, the moveset just feels more like fleshed out. It doesn't feel flat. It doesn't feel neutral. Um, and it's, it's, it's quite difficult to describe with words, but when you play it, you sit there and go, oh, it just doesn't, like you said, I, I feel like half of that was luck um, yeah. <laughs> and I, yeah it just hurts me really especially when like I said is that with Melee uh, especially with say Samus or Captain Falcon I was sitting there and going this is like, I know the moveset like I know and it's a really basic moveset but you just go I know when to use that I know with Samus I can charge up her laser and store it and I'll just wait for the best moment and then bam you're out the map and you know you 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 had that tactic but with this you feel like i I feel there's a lot more button bashing just for you know the sake of trying to get a hit in and the button bashing is because there's there's no feedback that i've actually hit that person so it's almost Mm. no i need to do it again because I, i i you know i didn't get that feedback Sure, I, I agree with that, and I think you make a really good point that the roster is so huge, you can't have Captain Falcon be as fast as he was in melee because oh, that's what I mean. He and I said no other character of those like it makes seventy odd characters fucking moot. But that's what this what I mean is that you know to make each player a, a viable option for someone to play as them, um, you have to nerf everyone. Yeah. So, like you said, it's that Samus's um, charge attack feels mute because you sit there and go, "Well, if her charge attack was as powerful as it was in melee, then, like you said, she could fucking kill like Game and Watch in a second because he's got like no hitbox or something like that." And mm-hmm. you just go, "This is fucking stupid!" Like everything's just been nerfed to the point of almost non-existent. There's no point in having a roster this large if the game doesn't work. Um, as a fighting game Um, you know there needs to be some uniqueness about all the characters and it's not enough to say oh they've got different movesets yes I know they've got different movesets but there's something more about it which which I felt that Melee did better where you know it felt different like it (laughs) 
if I was playing as, like I said, Samus, I was comfortable with, but I wasn't comfortable with, say, Link yeah. or Mario. Like, Mario is everyone's fucking... Everyone's comfortable with Mario, but... Um, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it was... It felt different. Um, where in this game, I felt like, even with, like, say, the four characters that we unlocked in the the story mode, I could... It didn't change the outcome of the battle. Sure, yeah, they they, they all feel they like, all feel similar. If you imagine a scale in your head with like say <laughs> Samus on one end of the scale, Captain Falcon on the other end in melee, this yeah, game similar. everybody's like in a, in or around the middle somewhere. Yeah. There's no what, good... one at the extremes really. There's like Sonic, who I guess is pretty quick, but like what you know where? Yeah, like, there's there's no. There's no valid differentiation of skill set in regards to the individual characters. Like I, I mean, I'm sure there are pros out there who've played extensively and they'll argue there is, but like me, experience. Yeah, like, I think that's feel what the issue is like... as well. I think you know we are casual gamers, like in in regards to this. Like we're not pro gamers, we're not yeah. pro fighters, we're not sitting there and playing it for the competition, as it were. No, our competition is between friends and so it's less about you know making a game so it's competition standard um and it's more about making a game so that there's a you know it's 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 fun to play yeah like no in in the casual realm and then can be modified to be in the professional realm but i think this game has been balanced to like the nth degree so that it is competition standard. So I think player skill is the only thing which uh, can really make a huge difference. Mm. But I think that that takes away a bit of the character of the game. You know, there's there's no difference between, say, playing as Marth and Mario. They just have different moves. Yeah, It doesn't feel like Mario is heavier or thicker or denser or jumps... You know, or it, it doesn't feel enough that way. That's what I said. It doesn't feel yeah. enough. It's it's not noticeable to a casual gamer. Yeah. Um, and I think that's why I said is that Kirby. It felt like I was <laughs> I was having more fun playing Kirby because I could almost practice with different characters just by transforming it into them right, and just going, right. yeah, <laughs> I've now got your move set. Um, you know, let's see what you you know this can do. And maybe that that's a good thing for this game yeah. in general. But for me, as a long time fan of the series, it's just not what I was. After. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. I can understand that. What did you think about the um, story mode? Did you play? Have you played much of it? I, I've played a decent amount, and it's okay. Um, but my main issue with the story mode is what it's trying to replace. Um, it's it's doing a bad job of replacing. Like, um, right. the Wii version, Brawl, had a story mode in it called Subspace Emissary, which was yeah. a actual story that, like, beginning, middle, end, with, like, chapters in between, and each of the chapters had a cutscene that featured different Nintendo characters interacting. It was really fun. You should look up Subspace Emissary on YouTube, because this the, um, the cutscenes in it are hilarious and really clever and very well done. Um, and it was really fun to play. It made you do things um, exclusive to that mode, whereas the mode in um, Ultimate is just fights. You just fight, and then you go into another fight, and there's another fight. Whereas, like, 
you know, subsection. I would say had like platforming sections, and it was like it was kind of cool. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. Which I guess my my like biggest problem with Ultimate is just the lack of stuff. Like you know, we were talking about melee. Melee had the sandbag, which you can have. Uh, distance competitions with your friends at that target mode where you have to kill all the targets yeah, in a set amount of time fucking so difficult it had event matches where it'd be like here's a little challenge complete it as fast as you can it'd be like you kill Bowser twice as Mario and me and my friends would have competitions to see who could do it fastest one of my friends was able to do it in like seven seconds and we we're like oh that's amazing um, <laughs> and that was like you know there were 51 event matches and then there was this target attack and then there was also the home run contest and then there was also classic mode and every single one of those modes could be completed with a different character as well so you get different high scores for every character and in ultimate you get classic mode which is six fights then a boss and you get the story mode and that's it it's called ultimate it should have everything from all the other when when your game that came out on the gamecube felt like it had more variety than the game called Ultimate, that's a fucking problem for me. Yeah. And the spirits don't um, replace the trophies, man. Not even close. The spirits are really lame. It's just stickers, basically. I didn't get the spirit system. It's like, here's an image of fucking Assault Robo, and it gives you some stat that you never actually really notice. Yeah, that's what I meant. Is that, you know, although... I said previously, like, you know, it's great that they've got all the characters in it. It's great that they've given you a story mode. It's great that there's, like, fucking 40 quadrillion different ways to play the game. And you sit there and go, yeah, it's fantastic. But with all of that knowledge, it still doesn't feel like there's much variety. Now, in like you said, in the small little bit that we did, and I think it was about 20 minutes... They were like, oh, here's your spirits. And we were like, right. And then it was like, oh, you're at a spirit disadvantage in this in this one. Okay, does it matter? And it does. It, it does, but I, you like you when lose a fight, a change your spirits, win, and you'll be like, that, what yeah, did it actually what, do? Yeah, what did it do? This, yeah, that, that was it. So when you're at a disadvantage, you will lose so quickly because you're at a disadvantage. And I was like, right, fine. So now I'm at an advantage. I'm doing nothing differently, but somehow we're now on equal kill. Mm-hmm. Somehow he's he's doing the same amount of damage as I'm doing, rather than ten times more damage. Yeah. Just because I was at a slight disadvantage the last time I did this challenge. But there's no rhyme or reason. There's no point in trying to select the correct cards. Like we just found it easy just to smash Y, which was like randomise, until right. we got a positive. <laughs> until we got a positive um, what's his name you're now at the advantage and we were like yeah that's all that matters as long as we're at an advantage it doesn't matter what card I'm using yeah um, unless it gave us a, an item so exactly. you know start with a banana gun okay I'll I'll swap that out and I'll start with a banana gun and things like that and yeah. I was just like I hope this system improves but it doesn't sound like it does no and um, I've heard from a friend who is also playing it that um that whole adventure mode, that whole word of light thing, you just you get to a boss and then you beat it and that's the end of it. Like there's no like story, there's no cool cutscenes. Oh. There's a there's a section in one of the menus for like movies. So I thought you'd be unlocking cutscenes as yeah, you go to that, like you did in Brawl, yeah. like yeah. twelve years ago. 
I assumed it would at least have that, but no, it's called Ultimate and it has fewer so my features of the game, the game. My 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 forty minutes of playing this game and I was being optimistic about it, going actually this might be really fun. Yeah, it turns out to be really mundane with no variety. No, no, it, it's fun. I, I'm I'm focusing on the negatives because I'm just a fucking fanboy of Smash Bros. And okay. it's, it's all I know. It is fun when you when you got three people playing together or four people, and you're just kicking the shit out of each other. And like every, after every few games, you're unlocking a new character because of the way unlocking characters works. So you yeah. know, every few games, there's a brand new character to try, and then there's it's like hundreds of stages to try, and you can try them all as a battlefield stage or as a final destination stage, and that's all cool. You can turn the items on or off, and but there's just little things about it where I go this is supposed to be the the like the maybe final one if you're calling a game ultimate you expect maybe it'd be like the zenith but yeah. then the, you can't even make your own stages in the game you could do it in brawl you could do it in the Wii U version you can't do it in this one they took it out I don't know why yeah. it was so much fun to make your own levels and yeah, because back back in the like you know, the, say the GameCube cartridge or disc, you'll sit there and be like, "Oh yeah, space is an issue. Space is not an issue now." No. Like you know, that is just fucking non-existent. Um, you know, especially so Fallout seventy six is is it's one hundred and twenty fucking gigabytes. <laughs> Jesus Christ! To even fathom that, that would like be like eighteen. That'd be like eighty discs <laughs> for like PlayStation One. Yeah. Um, it's just ridiculous. So yeah, like you said, um, it's not a space issue. So they made that as a as a as a design choice. They're like, no, we're not going to have that in there. And like you said, there's just no reason for them not having it. For them to actively take out features that were in the past two games, just yeah. blows my mind. It's like. What I ultimately come away, huh, ultimately, I didn't even do that. Uh, um, what I come away from this game feeling like is that Melee feels like the sequel to this game. It feels tighter in the right. controls. It feels like there's more to do, more options. It's more fun. Um, it, it's a weird feeling when the fifth game in the series feels like it, still been, hasn't come back to no. the second. There's a, a billion characters, sure, but yeah, like yeah, like I said before, I covered it just to say, like you know, more characters for me in a fighting game does not mean better. Yeah. Like you sit there and go, no, it just means that all the characters will have to be balanced to the to the nth degree, which means that every single character just, just feels so boring. Like there's no there's no personality traits in the characters that that you feel. Mm-hmm. You know, like like you just said, is that you should feel that Sonic is much faster than Mario, but you don't. Yeah. Because again, in competition standard, that won't be fair. Like you know, I should feel that King or saying that Donkey Kong, I just called him King Kong. <laughs> uh, Donkey Kong should punch harder than Link. Yeah. But it doesn't feel that way. Exactly. You know. Um, you know, say for example, Falcon Kick and Falcon Punch should feel better than his standard kick and punches, but it doesn't. There's just a nice cool graphic over his hands instead. Yeah. You know, because it's all been balanced so that every single person has a fighting chance and player skill has more to do with the game rather than player, you know, character choice. 
Yeah. Which I understand. I get that. But I'm saying from a casual gamer point of view, there should be two modes. Competitive, where all all the stats are nerfed, and just casual, where you're, we're back to like the melee standard. But saying that, people were competitive in fucking melee. Um, that was the most competitive. Holy shit! So I'm saying it's not like fucking competitions weren't done in melee, and that wasn't nerfed. Well, that, that wasn't balanced. You still had like you know character differentiation in it. Yeah. Like fucking Peach could just float for fuck's sake, but no one moaned, and I think that's <laughs> what it is. Is that you know? It's like, oh, how come she can't fucking fall? Kirby can jump 18 times, and yeah. no one gave a shit because, you know, if you were good with a character, it doesn't, it, it didn't matter. Um, you know, I just feel like everything's been balanced so that, you know, nobody complains. Yeah. Um, sort of thing. But then that takes away the character of the game. It does. Like you said, it, it sounds like I still enjoyed my experience of it saying all of this negative shit like you know out of the 40 minutes that we did play it I still really enjoyed it it still felt very good as a Smash Bros game yeah um, but like I said if I went back and played Melee I'd probably not I'd probably be disappointed like you just said yeah so I think to sum up um, I am extremely disappointed with Smash Bros Ultimate but when I did play it with my friends I had a ton of fun. It just felt sort of um, very unfulfilling fun. Like, you know how people are like, uh, I had a one night stand. I had sex, but there was nothing, you know, there was no cuddling. You know what I mean? Yeah. Melee, yeah. melee, melee would cuddle you. Melee, yeah, it's like melee would cuddle, but Ultimate just wants to move on to the next score. Speaking of moving on to the next. Mm. Shouldn't we argue about Red Dead? Uh... a generation mm-hmm. a billion years in the making from the, the studio that brought you Grand Theft Auto 5 Grand Theft Auto 4, the original Red Dead Grand Theft Auto 3 and Rockstar Table Tennis comes Red Dead Redemption 2 one of the most hotly anticipated games ever made and uh, doing pretty well in like sales charts review scores just everything you mm-hmm. if you follow video games you have heard a billion hours of conversation about Red Dead Redemption 2 by now if you if you follow any YouTube channel about games I can guarantee they've got at least 22 videos about Red Dead yeah and probably 10 of them say spoiler at the start <laughs> um on a side note, uh, Rockstar Table Tennis was the first game I ever played online. Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. What about, like, RuneScape or some shit? Oh, yeah, no, yeah. 
Did I? No, I never played RuneScape. Oh man, I missed that. So Dave. I missed that though. Anyway, yeah. You and I have both played Red Dead Redemption 2. We have. And I, I have yet to complete it. Um, so this is going to be spoiler free. Because neither of us has fucking completed it. Correct. We will be talking very uh, generally about the yeah. game itself. Saying that, I have committed fucking loads of hours into it. I'm probably into the 25 mark. Okay, okay. I... The 25 hour mark, and I'm 50% through. I've been okay. playing this game quite slowly. Um, you know, lapping up all the side missions and hunting um, achievements and like challenges before even attempting the story missions. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's one way. Um, so, yeah. I played for about three hours, like a week yeah. ago. Um, that game uh, is the most boring game I've ever played, and I hate it. It's fine. No. I, I I accept that's your opinion. I also accept it's wrong. But please uh, justify. Uh, well, first of all, it's not my opinion, gonna Dave. Be it's fact. There's going to be there's going to be points where we agree. I want well, to be... like that. Yes, there will be points. If you agreed with me on any of my points, you would hate the game, though, surely. That's how opinions work, right? Uh, no. What? They're infallible, no? What? They're not infallible black and white... Um, what's the name? Um, you know, b- black and white facts, and you have to be on one side or the other. You can't be in the middle. Something can't be in the middle, Dave. It's either the best thing ever made or trash. Or shit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they're the only two. They're the only two. The polar opposites is how it works. Um, yeah, anyway, yeah, justify. Justify your experience. Okay, uh, so you turn on Red Dead Redemption 2. Yeah, um, not like from the start. Fucking hell, mate. We'll be hours. No, no. I well, I've, I've only played like three, so there's not much to... <laughs> you turn on Red Dead Redemption 2 and it's a uh, snowy... Uh, area you start the game in and it looks gorgeous just absolutely does, beautiful does the snow happen. looks incredible underneath your character's feet um, you start off your character gets on a horse you go on a very slow horse ride um, yeah. characters are shouting over the snow loads of inane bullshit that doesn't matter that you don't care about um, you get to a house where there's some bad guys and the game aims at them for you you barely even have to pull the trigger and the guys just die. Um, you have a fist fight in a barn that I made somehow last about 12 minutes. I just, fist fights in this are super realistic. I just kept pressing circle like I would wait a second between each circle press. I think you're supposed to hammer it and like pound him down or some shit, but I just kept tapping it. So yeah. you'd be like, bang, bang, bang. Yeah, bang. With and this, the guy yeah, never went with down. The first fight, yeah, with the first fight, you have to follow the, the, the prompts which come up in the top left-hand corner of the screen in that small little box. Well, the guy and it took me fucking down, ages to figure that shit out. I was fucking slowly... Because it's like, oh, grab him! And it's like, <laughs> kick him! And uh, interrogate him! But yeah, I was the same. I was just smashing that button. Just going, what the fuck is this man not going down? Just hamming on him! Yeah. And I just realised, oh, yes, it's still a tutorial. And then at the end, it's like, oh, pick up your hat. So you walk over to your hat, and there's a specific pick-up-the-hat button... Yeah, and then you go over to the horse, and you pull the horse out, and there's a like, grab the horse's reins button, and you slowly walk him out to the house or whatever. And yeah. man, it every single second of playing this game is a fucking chore, and not fun. And I, I tried, I fucking tried so hard after getting out of that first snowy area to keep playing. 
and it's it might be the most boring game I've ever played in my life. I um, hate it, Dave. No, I I think I I I can understand where you're coming from. Uh, because in my first yeah in the first chapter, I was like, "Fuck in hell, this game is slow." Oh, see, you say like, this is slow. Slow makes it sound like it's a choice, and it's not just a fucking mistake. You it's think they chose to, to make it boring? I don't know. I think they try to build it up, and I think that this is one of the things. Like, and again, I'm enjoying playing it. I'm going to complete it. I like the game, okay. But I think that it takes itself too seriously. Um, you know, it's building up like this massive gang, as if it really matters, and everything that the people say, like the, it's it's endless attention paid to, like you said, these pointless conversations at the start. Because like, these, person in the game. these the the first conversations in the game have literally zero impact on the rest of the story, and it's just like why the fuck did you just like uh, exposition should not be and again it's realistic and I'm going to keep using this word in the negative side, you know oh it's realistic aspect because obviously people would converse on their travels they would talk whilst riding a horse. Yes, sure. I get. That. I'll give you that. Okay. Fine, I agree with that point. I agree. I agree. Okay. Why I need to be in control of my character whilst this conversation is going on, riding my horse, I don't know, because there is no benefit no. Um, to me being in control whilst this conversation is going on. Okay. In my eyes, it can be a skippable cutscene, and I can just get to the point. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because that, that they allow you to pay so much attention to these, or they kind of insinuate that you need to pay attention to these conversations. That every single one of these conversations is going to be beneficial. You will learn something about the character. You go back to the camp. You can talk to all the people. You will learn something about their characters, and they will slowly develop. No, that's not what happens. What ends up happening is that the NPCs turn into robotic NPCs. And once you've done all the character development trees, the conversation trees, they'll just say the same generic conversation things over and over and over again. These people just become like they they want to build up at the start of the game that you are part of this gang and uh, that every single person matters in this gang. And, you know, all Arthur knows everyone by name and they're more of a family. Mm-hmm. But it just falls flat. Like all the conversations, all the exposition, you sit there and just go, right, so let me get the gist of it. I need to go to this house and kill these people because they're doing this. Yeah? Yeah. Right, why couldn't you have done the same thing that you did in all the GTA games? I wasn't bored in any of the GTA cutscenes. Uh-huh. I am bored riding my horse through the wastelands or the western bits, um, the snowy Alps, whatever you want to call it, wherever I am. I'm still riding a horse next to someone who's chatting at me. I'm not having a conversation. They're talking at me. Mm-hmm. Um, this is boring. This is not how exposition needs to be given to us because I'm not paying attention. I don't care. The characters purposely, some of them, are dislikable. Um, uh, you mean purpose. all of them? 
No, I think it's done on purpose. Like these people are not meant to be liked. Um, you know, half of the camp are annoying. I don't want to know them. There are probably about three people that I think should be there and are interesting. But because this is the second, this is a prequel to the first game, I know that everyone in this gang is dying. Uh-huh. I know that for a fact. Okay, it told you in Red Dead 1. That's not a spoiler. You you go into Red Dead 2 knowing that as a fact. Um, but saying that, I've enjoyed playing it. Like, once you get past the first two chapters, you start getting into the game. Like, it's a slow burn. Like, granted, I'm not saying that's a positive thing. I'm just saying I think I'm more stubborn than you are. Um, you know, it's a slow burn. The story is slow to get moving. And once you get over the fact that your leader is an unbearable hypocrite, um, everything starts kind of becoming enjoyable. Um, the variety in the game is like unreal. Like all of the, I found, and I think this is the most, I think this just shows what G, like Rockstar games have become. Uh, I found the side missions, the stranger missions known in this game, more enjoyable as stories than the main story missions. And I understand a lot. I, I, I can pinpoint why. Is because the all the exposition is given to you in a cutscene. Mm-hmm. It's a finite story. It's a cutscene which is eccentric but makes sense. It's Rockstar doing what Rockstar do best. And the side missions are amazing. You sit there and you go, God, this is fantastic. Like, you know, I'm currently doing a side mission for a guy who invented... And I think he's real. I think he's a real historical character. I've forgotten his name. But he's the guy who invented the electric chair. Okay. And I've had to... You know, I've, I've, I've gone through a few little story missions. But pretty much, he wants to get the patent so that his electric chair becomes the quote-unquote humane way of killing people in the American West. And I said, okay then. So he he's a, he's, a, he's a quirky scientist character. So he gives you really quirky missions to do. Go collect some moonshine from me. So I rob a moonshine guy. That's fantastic. I got into a fight. I killed him. It was fun. I rode off. Okay, I delivered the moonshine. Right, now I need you what, to... What part of that was fun? What part of that was fun? Because it's a Rockstar game. Every part of that Rockstar-style game is fun. It's I, enjoyable. See, I disagree, okay. man. Every press of every button in this game feels like an obligation. I don't want to. <sighs> I have to. What I... do you mean? Did you like GTA V? Yeah, it was a fucking fantastic game. What's the difference between the fighting in GTA V and the fighting in this? This one feels, first of all, like every button you press, you have to press it through, like, tar. Because just everything's so slow and unresponsive. Actually, yeah, okay. And, like, okay. I'm going to go back to realism on that one. Okay, fair. You, You do that if you want. Every... No, 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 because this is this is this is it. This is the like. Yes, so carry on, and I'll 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 explain myself afterwards. Okay, so, so every single game you've ever played, 
you need to be motivated by something, right? Whether it's the yeah. gameplay, you really like the way it plays, you want to play more of it, or you know, you're aiming to something, oh, there's an upgrade for this that'll make it cool, I really want to aim towards that, or it's an interesting world that you want to see more of, or there's an interesting character you want to keep talking to, or there's a story that you want to see the end of, right? Red Dead has none of those things. It feels bad to play, uh, the characters are all shit, the story is a the story is a prequel to a game that took place hundreds of years ago. Who gives a flying fuck about any of it, right? <laughs> it's set in an area of America where there's nothing. The I'll stuff give you that. that's there is like fucking shacks. Who gives a fucking shit about that? Oh my god. Like, the thought of even putting Red Dead Redemption 2 in my console makes me angry. It's a fucking waste of time. There's no, there's nothing to look forward to. When I, what my, what would I do anything in that game for? To feel how shit it plays. Great to not have a conversation with any of the characters because I don't want to talk to the cunts. To not interact with the story because who gives a fuck about it? To see more dust. No, there's no fucking reason to turn it on. See, no, this is it. Like you just said there. So the motivation for the side missions is that because it's an interesting character which I want to talk and find more out. Like, there's an interesting side mission. I want to see the conclusion of that. Okay? Which means that I want to play it. So, the the I agree with you. The fighting is slow because it goes back to this quote-unquote realism. And I think next week we will talk about how realism is killing games. But, um, you know, this realism of, right, in a gunfight, if I've got a repeater revolver I can I have to shoot click to cock the gun and then shoot again is so that why it feels reason. like garbage to shoot yeah. Oh, yeah. I same with the why. pistol revolver so the pistol you can either quickly without aiming so you can just use the right trigger you can just smash the right trigger and he will just hit fire in quick succession if you're using the left trigger and aiming you have to cock every single bullet as if you were using a proper revolver gun. Okay? Jesus Christ. So you have to almost double press the trigger. Now, once you get used to it, it actually... I started to enjoy that feedback. So we're talking about feedback in Smash Bros., but this feedback, I, I started to enjoy it. It annoyed me the fuck at first. I'm with you on that. I said, I was just like, my God, this is annoying. But once you understood... Because I think it's annoying because it's never explained to you that that's what's going on. It just feels like my controller's broken um, to begin with. Because you're just like, I'm, I'm clicking shoot and you're not shooting. Yes. It's because you're cocking your gun. You know, you are, you, if you pay attention to the way that he uses, say, a repeater, he literally flicks the, with his thumb and it's like really, this really cool action. And you're just like, yeah, I'm actually getting used to this. Um once you get used to it, the fighting starts becoming more enjoyable because you can actually start timing when you reload to kind of coax the enemy out and it becomes quite skillful. But um, but I agree with you in the fact that the side missions, they have the interesting characters in them. But as so far, and I'm like halfway through the game, the story missions provide me with no enjoyment in regards to I really don't care about these characters because like you said a majority of the people I'm actually working for are assholes 
So one of the missions that we had to do, like, it ended up with us killing everyone in this town simply because the person I'm with is a fucking psychopath. Right. Not psychopath as in, like, GTA 5, um, what's his name? Trevor. Trevor psychopath, where he does something fucking, you you know, insane, and it's fucking hilarious, and you end up just killing, like, military folk. Well, yeah, I, no. the tone of GTA 5 as well is very, like... Um, Precisely, because it's quite... Very, jo- like, inane quite, and, like... Yeah, uh, it's quite insane. It feels like you're tripping half yeah. the time in GTA 5. That's the theme. But this is it. Because, because Red Dead 2 starts off in a very realistic... Because purposely, it's been set in a realistic world. You know, you have a moral compass, obviously. So you're either an outlaw or you're like a saint. And you sit there and go, right, so they, this depends on the ending that you get. Despite the fact it doesn't, I, as I've heard, mm-hmm. it obviously doesn't change the fact that everyone in your camp is going to die. But it changes how it happens. Okay. I haven't got to the end yet, so I don't know. But my brother has said it, it changes quite drastically how it happens. Um, so I was like, okay, then I'll be a good bloke. But this is it. It forces you. Because you're with like this psychopath, and he, for no reason other than to get his hat back, and I'm not fucking exaggerating here. That was his premise. He's killed. He forces you to kill everyone in this town. And I was like, I don't want to do this. Mm-hmm. Like, there was no motivation for me to start shooting innocent people, but I'm being forced to. And the game starts off in a in a far too realistic world where this sort of shit kind of just doesn't land properly. Yeah. Because it, it it comes out of the blue. Because, like, the mission beforehand, I was, like, saving innocent prisoners or I was breaking someone out of, um, you know, being hung for, you know, wrong reasons. Like, you make moral choices all the time and then it just literally takes choice away from you and goes, right. no, you're going to kill innocent people now because you're an outlaw. No, 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 I don't want to do this because it's it it's pointless to me. Um, and like I said, they're in the main story missions. All the main story missions are absolutely... I feel like they lack what Rockstar is. It lacks the character. It lacks the... like. And I think they played it far too serious. With, with Red Dead 1, it was a little bit more tongue-in-cheek. So you were shooting people and doing the outlaws. You were hunting people down. There was a purpose and you would... You know, it was still tongue in cheek. Mm-hmm. It still felt like Rockstar, but this one it feels like it's more like a simulator. You're doing like a cowboy simulation game, and because the tone of the game feels more realistic, it feels like you should have more of a choice over the actions that you do. Right. And because you don't have that choice, I think that's where the enjoyment for me comes out of it. Because you sit there and go, right. You're telling me that this game is realistic and you're telling me that this game is choice-based, but you're taking that choice away from me. So now I don't feel like I'm having fun because it feels like you're forcing me to do something that I don't want to do. Right. Uh, and then that's my main issue with it. The other issue is is that, say, and like I said, I'm going to keep saying it, realism, because it's realistic, fast travel only exists in the most basic sense. So you can unlock fast travel at your camp if you buy it but from your camp you can go to a town okay you can only fast travel from your camp to a designated town once you're at that town you can do your thing you can't fast travel back 
you have to ride your horse. And of course, the horse has stamina. And of course, you have to tap the... And you can. You don't... You, you, you can... If you... If you trot in time with your horse, it doesn't lose stamina. Oh, fuck off. And it's just... It's, it's things like this, where you sit there and go, does this actually add anything to the game? Or is it just a chore? Right, this is just a chore. Like you said, the Wild West is uh, empty. It's like America, historically, that's correct. That's accurate. Because America wasn't founded yet, really. This is the birth of America as we know it now. Mm-hmm. So you sit there and go, right, they continuously talk about how oh, these city folk are coming in and changing our world. Okay, because it is the change from the great Western times and the Great Plains to the more civilization style of America. It's the great change. Yeah. And you sit there and go, yeah, that's a great story um, to tell. But to have it historically accurate, where I'm literally riding for about 20 minutes real time on my horse through empty space, which looks beautiful. It does, to be fair. But it's just countryside. Yeah nothing interesting is happening I sometimes get attacked by bandits that's it (laughs) so it's got like the opposite effect to what Far Cry is Far Cry is everything is trying to kill you yeah Red Dead is nothing happens for a very long time and then if you're lucky something happens right before you arrive at your destination (laughs) so I'm like again realism in quotation marks is killing it Mm mhm the hunting system, really good. Uh, okay. it, it, when you say good, you mean realistic, though, in, a, in the it. positive no. way. Yeah, I say really good in the fact that, actually, um, the animals are in the correct locations. I like that realism. The animals need a specific gun to kill it. Yeah, I like that. In Far Cry, I can throw a grenade into a pit of bears and they all die and I can just collect their pelts and somehow use their carcass of a body which let's be honest if I blew them up with a grenade it wouldn't be much left of them mm-hmm. um, but fuck it I can still somehow make a bag out of that you sit there and go okay then, you know, that's a bit stupid if this game is realistic though I like the fact that they're in the correct habitat and I like the fact that I need to use a specific gun to kill them I don't like the fact that their quality of their pelt depends on how the animal itself has chosen to live. So, for example... My pelt would be shocking, then. If it's chosen for no reason, not, nothing that you can control, it's got a perfect pelt, Gareth. And then it runs into mud. Suddenly, that pelt is now not three stars, it's two stars. Right. You go shit like that, yes, that's fucking realistic. In a game, that's fucking annoying. <laughs> okay? Because not only do I have to hunt the animal, not only in the correct habitat, not only do I have to use the correct gun, which I'm okay with, because that makes it more of a mini game and that makes it fun. Mm-hmm. It's now turned itself into a whole hunting simulator inside another game where you have to get the correct. Um, you know, the correct weapon, the correct habitat, and you have to hunt the correct type of animal. And guess what? That correct type of animal that has a three-star pelt generates less often 
than the other fucking ones. So you'll be hunting a boar for literally an hour before you find one with a perfect pelt. Right. That's what that's the difference between making it a fun mini game and making it a chore. You know, the same with the horse riding. If there were events that happened during the horse riding, or if, for example, your horse's stamina didn't run out as quick, that would be an okay way of travelling. Because your horse's stamina runs out quicker when it's going up hills, going down hills, going around corners, running quicker, being, you know, carrying heavier equipment, that makes travelling a chore. I'll tell you what else makes travelling a chore, is the horse doesn't seem to know whether it wants to stick to the road or if I have control over it. Yes. If it was always I control exactly where the horse is going at all times or the horse will always stick to a road, either of those I'll be fine with. But, you know, the horse, the road will look straight and I'll I'll just be tapping X and not pressing the direction. And then the horse will just like sprint into a tree. Yeah, and I go it'll flying just, off. It's just like, meander why? somewhere and just kill itself. And you sense go, what the fuck did you just do that for? Um, yeah, it feels a bit broken. My horse continuously is like the most hypersensitive horse in the world. And again, yes, it's super realistic that my horse would be scared of wild animals that come out the forest. Seeing as I'm not playing a simulation game. I don't like the fact that my horse gets scared and runs into a fucking tree. Mm-hmm. That's annoying because now I've just lost all of my, uh, you know, equipment and health. Yeah. I've now got to eat something to regain my health. Uh, similarly, if I've um, suddenly got a pelt on the back of mine, which again, I've spent three hours trying to find the perfect pelt, and then a bandit comes along and shoots me but misses and hits my pelt, that's now useless. Right. Yes, that's realistic. In a game, that's not fun. Um, Saying all this, though, I feel that when you go into the towns, they're lively. There's enough to do in them where you can actually feel like you're part of the town. The side missions are really enjoyable to do. The story missions, despite being boring, you've got this resilience to kind of see it to the end. And there is enough change in the main story to keep it interesting. The missions themselves might fall flat, but the whole story arc as a whole has maintained my interest, which is a positive. Um, Like I said, I think hunting needs to just... I I find it as a chore. Why, Why do you need to hunt? This is what I meant. I was about to come to this as well and just say hunting, despite the fact that it is a chore, there's no benefit to it. Like, you can make upgrades for your camp, but you don't see the upgrades. They're just fucking cosmetic. But you can then upgrade your kit. So um, you can upgrade your carry bag. But they haven't just got one carry bag that carries everything, uh, Gareth. No, they've split the carry bags into like specific items so if i craft this items i can carry more food if i craft this bag i can carry more valuables if i craft this bag i can carry more medicine but and only when i've crafted all seven bags can i craft this ultimate bag which gives me maximum capacity for every item that's the bag i fucking want but that's not the bag i'm ever going to get 
because there's no chance in hell I'm going to ride like a mile and a half to like kill an animal or hunt because hunting is such a fucking chore um saying that like I do like killing animals for food because you sit there and go oh no because that's the bit of the realism that I quite like if I see a boar and my guy's hungry I just shoot the boar I skin him I skin the boar I cook the pork I eat the pork I'm happy you know I didn't have to pay for food um I think the towns there's differentiation between the towns so you've got Sandini which is like a massive city compared that to say Blackwater once you get there which is like a small upcoming town which mm-hmm. is like the main town in Red Dead 1 um, and then compare that to like the small little villages of like Valentine and Rhodes which is where um, which is where uh, you spend like the first say three chapters um, like there's difference there's difference in the people as well and I really enjoyed that so talking to like the hillbillies of Rhodes compared to like the up class people of uh, Sandney, and it's just like this. It feels different, and it keeps your interest enough. But like I said, I feel like there's there's certain aspects of the game where you sit there and go, they want you to focus on them, but they end up just being chores, and it it, it means I don't want to focus on them. Right. So I am mixed bags. Like, I understand why you were bored shitless of it. Like you're just not patient enough. Um, but that's not that's. I'm not saying that that's a that's that's your fault. You made I'm it sound like that, it was fine. Yeah, fault. yeah. Sorry, that's what I need to clarify. Like that that's not your fault. The game shouldn't start so slow, um, because it takes itself. I I think that's the main issue with the game, is that the game takes itself too seriously. Rockstar has taken quite like they're they're like their visual style or like their game style is taking a realistic and similar a recognizable environment and kind of adding these quirky experiences to it and these quirky characters and i feel like they've just gone you know what no we're going to take that completely different direction this time around we're going to go pure realism and it just it just it starts off so fucking slow and like you said it's just like oh, I can't be fucked to do this like there's there's nothing that holds your interest apart from like I just said pure stubbornness to kind of go through it and say oh no uh, I want to I want to see it to the end I want to explore this game like by the time you get to chapter 3 that's when the game really starts kicking off mm-hmm. but I said you know it's three chapters of kind of grinding through it and surviving off like the thing that did it for me was the side missions like I said if I didn't have those side missions I wouldn't I would find the game quite difficult to play right. but um, yeah I'm enjoying it I am going to complete it I think that um, I think it's not as good as everyone keeps raving about um, I think there's more flaws in it then people are saying that that actually exist um but again the map is huge there's a lot to explore i just think that realism in the game killed it a bit and that's what makes the game more of a chore for me than an actual player experience i'd like to uh just provide some like 
concrete examples of what I hated because I feel like I've been yeah, no, generally yeah. harsh, but I'd like to give some examples. So there's a bit very <laughs> early on where the after the bit where you have that first fight with someone and I just yep. couldn't seem to knock him down. Yep. There's a woman who was living in the house that these people were attacking. Yes. And you like helping her onto your horse and your main character yep. goes, we're bad guys, man, but we ain't them. And it's like, oh, so you're just coming straight out and just saying you are bad guys in like yep. a we're outlaws, but you're going to see we have a heart of gold, that kind of yeah. like thing right from the start. And it's like, oh, yeah. the cringe. And yeah. there's another bit where like it's the hunting tutorial and the, um, yeah. the cook is like, I forget what he said. I think he says like, oh, we can't cook it. We need to skin it first. And your main character goes, can I skin you? And it's like, what? This is really bad. Like, yeah. I'm supposed to like someone in this game to latch on to but it, there's just nothing nothing to glom oh, yeah. onto. yeah I agree with you and any time you're walking through a camp and someone's like oh hey looking good sir and it's like in the bottom right it's like hold L2 to talk to this person I just walk past the very first thing I did when it let me get to camp was try and shoot one of the people in that camp in the face and it didn't let me and it really annoyed me because I really really wanted to shoot him in the face yeah, there's about three people that I consistently want to kill. And when I'm on missions with them, I'm just like, does he die? Please <laughs> say he dies. Uh, I want him to die now. I fell up with seeing his face. I want him to die. <laughs> there's a um, a sequence, again, very early on, like tutorial-y stuff, where you have to uh, hijack a train. Um, yeah. Very, very boring. I think they thought this was going to be like an action set piece. Yes, yeah, that fell flat as well, because by the time you got onto the train, and then they're like, oh, rob the people. You literally just go around and just talk to people and they give you money. And I was just like, yeah, this is... <sighs> like, they thought this was going to be, like, some exciting thing that happens in the first bit of the game that people are going to be well excited by. You just press the trigger, it locks onto someone, you shoot them, and they die. And then Especially you... on the train, because they lose balance. So even if you shoot them in the arm... Yeah. they kind of lose balance and they stamp you know obviously because they've been shot and the realism but then they just fall off the edge and then the train kills them yeah. and you're like oh okay then so I literally only have to shoot near you and you'll die yeah and there's a bit at the end of that mission as well where it's like there's some employees who are on the train and at the end the guys leading your group's like so i tell you what main player character you do whatever you like to these guys and then it pops up yeah. in the bottom left hold L2 to talk to these guys Clearly, they want you to be like, are you going to decide to let them go? I just yeah. shot them all in the head instantly because I was like, I don't give. A, they're just fucking polygons. I don't give a shit. No, there's no character in this game, so yeah, I don't care yeah, what yeah, these people are going to yeah, say to but me. My reaction was different. I just went. I just, I just let them go. I just went. There was literally no effort. There's there's no point in shooting them. Like there's there's no benefit apart from this is a moral choice. Okay, it wasn't moral choice though. They're no, nothing to me. Yeah, this is oh, and fuck it, just let them go. They've not like, been set up. Like, see, I'd prefer it if uh, those choices came back and bit you in the ass. So, for example, like if I say, right, I'm, I'm going to let them go, and then they decide to go, and they pull out a gun, and yeah, then I'm like, yeah, good, sure. now I'm going to shoot you, like something like that, like a curveball, but it just never comes ever. They're just so black and white. It's just like you know, like I said, when I say a moral choice, I mean this is your time to decide whether you're going to be an outlaw or a saint. And it's yeah. just like, oh, it's so fucking obvious as well. Like, and it breaks the realism. Mm-hmm. 
Like, and I think that's what irritates me because you sit there and go, like, if you want the game to be realistic, then keep with it. But because the tone is always so mixed, you never know what you're getting. Some missions, yeah, like I said, some missions are typical Rockstar. Like, where I'm jumping from a horse onto another horse, booted the guy off his horse to steal his horse. And then I'm, you know, I'm riding off and I'm shooting all the bandits on the horse and I'm mm-hmm. just like, this is typical Rockstar. And then other missions, I'm back to super realism where I'm walking for, no joke, 15 minutes as someone's talking at me and then I sit down in a bar and then they talk at me some more and then I've got a shoot off. And then I'm behind the bar, I kill three people and then we run away from the police. Yeah. And I'm like, that was fucking boring. <laughs> Dude, the game keeps telling me to use like eagle eye vision or whatever. Why yeah. would you ever... The game locks on to people when you press the trigger. There's no reason... To ever need that, right? I just use Dead Eye because it's there. Yeah. You've got a point. I just use Dead Eye literally to fill someone with bullets and to blow their heads off. There's a pretty big gunfight fairly early on. Um it's like you guys are attacking some kind of Yeah, it, like gang, a mine. Yeah, yeah, it's a rival yeah. gang. And in the middle of that it's like, oh, press R three in to use Eagle Vision. And I was like, fuck up why? I'm I yeah. just I'm in cover, somebody pops out of cover, I press left trigger, right trigger, it locks onto them and I kill them in like one bullet most of the time. Yeah. I don't need... You've made the game play itself. Like, this action scene isn't exciting. There's no action. I press left yeah, trigger, right trigger, like, and you yeah. kill them for me. Yeah, because again, like I said, when you sit there and go, right, so now this is the realistic tone playing, but then if you play the game a little bit further on, there'll be a mission in it where you literally like blow someone out of a prison you just literally like tear the fucking prison down and like you ride off into the sunset and you sit there and go like I wish it were one of these uh, themes one of these tones Mm -hmm. that was the consistent one because I said you know and I'd prefer it to be the fun goofy missions where everyone's like fucking hilariously drunk um but because it keeps trying to like like you just said before it keeps trying to like smash this we're outlaws with hearts kind of fucking realism yeah bog standard western story um I think that's why it keeps going it just keeps annoying me because you sit there and go things happen that could be avoided in the game um or like I said like they just take a complete fucking U-turn because Later on in the missions, um, you pretend or you get you get um, comfortable with two rich families, and the and the plan is is that you're going to rob both of them. Um, guess what? It goes all tits up because oh, literally, um, yeah, because literally, you're you're you you do a string of very boring missions where you literally just take. You take something from one family and deliver it to the other family, and then the other family tells you to steal something else from the, the other, and then it's just a to and fro, and then it ends up in a massive shooting up. And then this guy, like your leader, is always like, "Oh, uh, we've got to play it safe, guys. We've got to, we've got to hang low, guys. We've got to, you know, keep your heads down, keep out the law." And then we end up just fucking shooting up the whole town, and I'm just like, "So what?" 
why why the fuck did we just shut the whole town if you just told us to be super quiet? Yeah, like yeah. we've literally just killed everyone. Um, and I was like, this is just pointless. Like if if it was like a Trevor mission in like GTA Five, you know it's going to go tits up from the start. Yeah. But you're you're along for the ride because exactly. the characters are there. These guys are just boring. The guy is super self-right, so Dutch is super self-righteous, but then he's the most hypocritical guy in the world. I think that's the point. But you know, that's the point of his character is that you you slowly, as the missions go on, lose faith in your leader. That's the point. I get it. I'm not an idiot. I get it. But it's done in the most stereotypical fashion. Um, that I feel like they could have just done more with it. Yeah, like I mean, when, from the when start, it's yeah. like you know. We're outlaws. We're bad guys. Come back to our camp where we have women and children preparing nice meals for us all. It's like yeah. what, what, you're either all in this together. In let's 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 pull out this little community together that we've built, or you're a fucking band of outlaws. Like, pick a lane. This yeah, that's that, that's my point. If they picked a lane and stuck in it, then I think the game would be stronger. But I'm saying is that I think that's why I've, I've enjoyed the side missions more. Because the side missions pick a lane, they pick a tone, and they stick with it. For the three or four or five or six side stories or side missions to this story arc, I found them, those succinct stories, more enjoyable than the main one. Right. At the minute, I just want to end the main story arc because I want to I wanna find the conclusion to it. Like I said, the main story arc has kept my interest, but the individual missions, because they keep changing tone. I just, I just don't know where to stand with it, and like, I don't know whether this is going to be a, a, a boring walking mission, you know, where I'm just going to be fucking on horseback for 15 minutes as the guy talks at me, or whether I'm actually going to be doing something in this mission. Mm-hmm. Like, I just, yeah, there needs to be some sort of variety as well. Um, but yeah, I think that the game as a whole, I'm enjoying playing it. As a whole, I feel like, um, like the world is what, like. It's it's well established. There's a lot of difference in it. It's a marvel to begin, like you know, in game design. You said let's go. It's beautiful to look at. But um, if they, dis- I, I just I just wish that they kept the rock star tone. Mm. Like, why does it need to be so realistic? I feel like you've taken away a lot of the enjoyment because you're trying to ram down this moralistic story just down our throats, but it's just failing. And it's almost like they realised it was failing, and then they give you these quirky side missions, which are so much more fucking interesting to do. Right. So yeah, my frustrations are I'm I'm with you. I understand why you disliked the game, um, but I feel like if you went back and just I don't know actually, you've already made up your mind. Like I I've chomped through it and I've enjoyed playing it. And I feel like there are there are snippets of the game which I really do enjoy, but I think as a game experience, once I complete the main, st- and I think this is why I'm taking so long completing it because I know that once I complete the main story mission, I'm not returning. Mm-hmm. Like there is nothing that's going to bring me back to this game, to 100% it. Like I'm not going to do any of the collection missions. I'm not going to do any of the other um, what's the name side missions. And I think that's why as soon as the strange missions turn up, I'm like, right, I'm completing all of these now because I know that if I just do the main story missions and complete the game, I'm going to have no intentions of coming back, turning it back on to complete any other side missions. I just won't want to. Like, you know, it's a very finite game for me. Yeah, I just feel no 
reason to ever play it again. There's, it's not like you know if if you dislike the way GTA Five plays, you might be like, oh, but that Trevor character is really cool, or I want to see if Franklin ever makes it out of the ghetto. Yeah, or, you know that that world just, is so yeah, crazy just, and off I, yeah, the like, wall that you might be like, yeah. I just want to be in that world a bit more. There's so much yeah, going yeah, exactly. on. Exactly. Yeah, but it's 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 recognizable. Yeah. GTA Five is a world which is recognizable, but it's a hyper realistic version. GTA Four is a recognizable world, but is a bit of a mundane, bleak, but still interesting with unique characters. Each GTA game doesn't feel the same. But it has the same Rockstar tone. Mm-hmm. You can tell it's a Rockstar game. Same with Bully. Same with like any other Rockstar game. Even the original Red Dead. You sit there and go, we're in the Western, but it still feels like a Rockstar game. The characters are different. They're speaking different. But the world still feels bright and breezy and quite fun. Mm-hmm. You know? This is another thing as well. Like in this game, you get punished for doing the fun things too harshly. Right. Like for example, like you know, uh, in Red Dead One, you could like just grab a random stranger, like hog tie them, put them on the back of your bloody um, what's his name, your um, horse, ride out into the countryside, and just like you know, just just have a bit of fun, sort of thing. Like if you want to be an outlaw, just kill everyone happy days sure. um, you can do it there's no real punishment for it like you know if you did it in a town you'd get a bounty mm-hmm. in this game though if someone witnesses you doing a crime you will get a bounty if you have a bounty regardless of how small it is someone will hunt you for that bounty I had a five dollar bounty on my head <laughs> I had people hunting me for five dollars right. I was like are you fucking serious and it again it's another system which ends up feeling like the game's a chore and you just go right so despite the fact I've got a challenge to hogtie someone for 3,000 feet which is like 3 miles um, which is doable but I've got to do it in a place where nobody is where there are no witnesses because if someone sees me doing that I'll get a bounty on my head and within about 20 seconds, I'll have about 500 people hunting me. Right. And therefore, it's a chore to do it. Like, people keep saying to me, like, you know, like my brother was just like, oh, let's just, just shoot that guy. Like, you know, if, if someone badmouths you, you can punch him. Okay. But then you'll get arrested. Right. Because that's realistic. You don't punch people in real life. No, I don't. But... You know, in GTA, if someone annoyed me or if I wanted just to kick someone or go on a fucking rampage, I can, knowing that I can escape the cops and then the world as itself rebuilds. If I blow up a town, if I just want to shoot up a town, okay, it will take, no joke, in-game about seven in-game days before that town's usable again. Because that's realistic. Right. And you went, oh, yeah, but I'm, I'm playing a game. And I kind of want to just have a bit of fun. So it kind of, like I said, the tone is missing because there's no, and this is what I mean by like, there's no free time, really. You don't get the choice to do what really you want without major consequences to your story Mm -hmm. or to your moralistic standpoint. 
like, you know, morals didn't matter in GTA 5. You could just go and oozy someone down. They're not talking to Franklin about whether he's a good or bad guy. But because there's a moralistic system in the game, you feel like, right, if I want to get the good ending or the bandit ending, I have to choose quite early on which one I'm doing. And if I, because I've chosen good, I can't do anything which is remotely bandit related until I've completed the game. And you sit there and go, I just feel like I've missed out, you know, on a on a big chunk of what a Rockstar game actually is. So, um, yeah. Like I said, some bits of it annoy me. I'm a little bit disappointed as a whole experience. Um, I am still enjoying it, but I'm certain that as soon as I complete this game, I will not return to it. So take from that what you will. Uh, if anyone wants to buy a copy of Red Dead Redemption 2 off me, uh, I'm accepting all all inquiries on Twitter at Game Banter. Just uh, PlayStation, uh, P- PS4, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I did use the code um, that comes with it for like a like a horse condom or whatever the fuck it is before yeah, I played not, the game, no. and now I realise it's not really. I'll take. I mean, it might take like a tenner for it, even. I don't, just yeah, whatever you can get back, mate. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but no, it was lovely chatting to you, Gav. Yeah, you too, mate. Um, and look at us being consistent. Do you reckon we'll get one out before the new year? Um, maybe not a regular episode of the podcast, but I do want to do my top ten for the year. Every year I want to do it, uh, and every year I don't. I used to want to do. Right. I want to used to. Uh, I used to want to do top tens. When it was me, Rob, and Don, do like a top ten of the year podcast, and then they'd always be like, "We haven't played ten games this year. How have you played ten games this year, guys?" And I'd be like, "Oh shit, I'm the only one." Um, so I think I'd want to do that. Do like an hour long episode where I talk about the games in my top ten, play some music from them, just a general sort of looking back at this year at the games that I've enjoyed. Yeah. I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't mind being a part of that. Um, and then I can, because again, I haven't played 10 games, but I can tell you all the things I'm looking forward to in the new year. How about uh, that? Definitely. We'll, we'll do something, I'm sure. There we go. We'll crack some account. Yeah, we always, we always find a way. Indeed. But yeah, until next time. Until next uh, time, my friend. Until next time. Thank you for hating Red Dead. Mate, thank you, Rockstar, for shitting in my mouth and <laughs> telling me it was. Cadbury's shit in my mouth and saying and, and telling me I got to pay for it. <laughs> I did play a lot of money to play to play get shit in my mouth simulator twenty eighteen. Yeah, so right though, once I complete it, I'll tell you. Like, I'll give you a full review on it. Oh, but, let, let me know if the main character um, gets any character. Yeah, yeah, or, gets personality. Yeah, okay. All right then. Right, I'll see you then. I'll see you in a couple of weeks. Alright, mate. Happy Christmas. Yeah, happy Christmas to you too. Bye. Bye. Bye.